Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you searching for the best in online black radio? Then go to blacktalkradionetwork.com. Helping you filter through the noise. Real talk. Black talk. The internet is full of half-truths and all-out lies. We've all seen them, and many people on social media complaining about it. Here's your chance to show and prove. WorldAfropedia.com is a black-owned and operated encyclopedia. There are several thousand articles, but we need help. We can't uncover all the truth ourselves. So please, join us and become a writer, editor, or blogger for WorldAfropedia.com today. Every little bit counts. We owe it to the future generations to put the truth out there. Visit WorldAfropedia.com, the African-centered encyclopedia, a global database of African knowledge for the purpose of bringing about global African wisdom and understanding. WorldAfropedia.com And I would like to say right here that one of the mistakes the Negro press makes and has been making has been sitting in your office waiting for the white man to write something about black people in his paper and then you pick up his paper and rewrite it in your paper. <laughs> the, the, the crime that you commit is, as a Negro reporter, when you rewrite what the white man has said about your own kind, you don't have intelligence enough to separate the truth from the falsehood. Then you wonder why the so-called Negroes refuse to buy the so-called Negro paper. They are tired of seeing you parrot what the white man says about all of the ills and uh, immorality that exists in our community and in our neighborhood. But here in Los Angeles, thanks to Allah, you have a, a good black newspaper known as the Los Angeles Herald Dispatch. <laughs> It's so black that some of you can't even take it. Uh, <laughs> but we, we thank Allah for the Los Angeles Herald-Dispatch because of its uncompromising stand on the side of truth and in the struggle against the uh, those who have inflicted oppression against our people here for a long time. And I think that... Uh, no one is more aware of uh, the good work that the Los, An Los Angeles Herald-Dispatch is doing than the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is. It's one of the, the Los Angeles Herald-Dispatch has become one of the most respected and feared 
black newspapers in North America. In fact, I should say it's one of the only black newspapers in North America because most of the others have allowed themselves to fall under the control of the white man. I know that uh, there might, may be some representatives here from the local Negro press, and I'm not uh, biting my tongue in what I say because anyone can pick up your paper and tell by its content that you're not writing to please black people, you're writing to please white people. Black people are tired of that. The, 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 the black bourgeoisie, uh, who has a long time been able to read and write, they don't buy your paper anyway. Uh, they don't want to be seen with it because they be have become too white-minded. So you are, you are, you've wasted your time trying to write to please them. And the, the black masses, whom you should be trying to please and who would buy your paper, they are fed up with your uh, misrepresenting them, not only to the local public, but to the public all over the world today. I hope that's understood. I don't know how we got on that, but... <laughs> the Cows, Gus T. Renegade, in for another broadcast, hopefully to share constructive information on the system of white supremacy. Today's date, Saturday, September 23rd, 2019, so I have been told. <clears throat> One major omission uh, that <laughs> we are on the Cal's 10-year anniversary yoga retreat live in Druryville, Virginia, one major omission, the Cow's 10-year anniversary is on February 21. That was day one of our retreat. That is the day Minister Malcolm X uh, was assassinated. That is deliberate that our anniversary is on that date and definitely wanted greater emphasis, importance placed on that. Try to correct errors as we go. One additional side note. <clears throat> One lesson I think I've shared uh, over the retreat, at least something that's been an important lesson for me, uh, sometimes it can be very different in terms of knowing something, understanding something, and then implementing that understanding. That can be a very different thing. Understanding racism, white supremacy certainly was that way for me. Also, <laughs> saying that the compensatory call-in, the time for this program is 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. I have been saying that for the past seven years that we've had the compensatory call-in. I have been on West Coast time for all of those broadcasts. This is the first time I have been on East Coast time for this program Wow, it is a substantial difference. Experiencing that this program comes on at 9 p.m. Eastern. In fact, my brain was so ill-equipped to conceive of this program starting at 9 p.m. On the schedule for the retreat, I have 
the compensatory call in at 6 p.m. Needless to say, if Gus lived on the East Coast, this broadcast would not come on at 9 p.m. on a Saturday night. But be that as it may, here we are. uh, Compensatory call in. This is not as normal. The typical format would be we would do mm, approximately an hour, maybe a little more of news reports from the previous seven days about what has taken place around the world, incidents of white terrorism, uh, just analyzing uh, with a counter-racist perspective what has gone on. Dr. Welsing really advocated pay attention to racism, white supremacy, local, national, global system. Dick Gregory, she also talked about Dick Gregory consistently checking the news. That's normally what we would do, the first portion of the compensatory call-in. That is not what we are doing on this broadcast. Our 10-year anniversary, uh, we had our 10-year anniversary yoga retreat here at the Nat Turner Library, uh, Mr. H.K. Khalifa's property, Druryville, Virginia. We've been here since Thursday afternoon. I was here a little bit earlier, but wow. It has been an adventure, and as opposed to me chatting about what has taken place, my thoughts uh, on the past few days, uh, all of the folks uh, who participated except one. Uh, We are missing one person. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, the location, or number one, I'll take responsibility for that uh, in not having Provided directions. Uh, I was given a great suggestion. Google Earth. Uh, anybody, if you are uh, planning an event, you're going to do some coordinating. You got to check on a site and it seems like the uh, location might be obscure. Uh, Google Earth. You can check it out. We'll help you not be confused. You'll get precise details on where you are going, even in the most remote locations. Uh, that'll be uh, for next time. Google Earth, and you can check it out yourself. If you already knew, right on. I'm a victim. Didn't know, but unfortunately, uh, one of the uh, victims, uh, folks who were supposed to be with us, uh, could not locate uh, where we were at. Uh, And we had really bad weather. Uh, That is the other part. Unfortunately, I have still not mastered the art of controlling the weather. It has been raining pretty consistently in this area. Even before we got here, it had been raining, which did make it a bit more cumbersome. Buddy, they can tell you better than I. That has made things uh, tremendously more cumbersome. And uh, just for this one person who was supposed to be coming, that made it really difficult. Uh, She hadn't been in this area before. Neither had I. uh, And she just wasn't able to find the location. I decided to just turn back and go home. Uh, I felt really bad uh, about that. Take full responsibility. Uh, Just a lot of fun. And and she couldn't get cell service. That was the other part because we did have uh, the number there in case, you know, you can't find it to call in. That was there, but she couldn't get uh, cell service. In fact, she had to drive back out to get cell service uh, to be able to contact us to even say, you know, I can't uh, find the location and was just, uh, we should have had one more. We should have had one more. That being said, uh, all of the Listeners uh, that signed up to participate in the retreat, everyone except the one uh, that we missed, 
um, was able to get here. Uh, I want to say safely, but I feel like I have to put that in quotations. Again, they can give you better details uh, than I, but they are here. I think everyone is safe and sound. No injuries uh, that I've heard uh, and no one has starved. I did have a lot of concerns. Maybe I'll share that uh, later on in the broadcast. I did have uh, a lot of concerns about many, many things. Mud was not on my list. That being said, food was, I had said pretty consistently that this was going to be uh, a plant-based retreat. Uh, and I didn't expect that, you know, we had everybody listening to the program uh, was vegan. That was not my understanding. So I thought some people might be missing out on foods that they accustomed, that they are accustomed to eating. Uh, and so I didn't know how that would be received. I also didn't know how the yoga would be received. I was nervous about many things. Again, mud was not one. That being said, uh, all except one, Gus's negligence, all except one of the folks who signed up for the retreat, they are here with us. So we will take the first mm, 75 minutes, we'll say, because I said the normal format is five minutes. And I mean, I don't know what they'll have to say about the constructive value of the past three days and whether it has been worth their time. That's one question. I told them I really wasn't going to say a format to just reflect on how they've spent their time and energy the past three days. And they can share. Has it been worthy of your time and energy? Because that's something that I say consistently. We have problems. White people are waging war against non-white people worldwide. Black people against black people intensely. If that is the case, and I solely believe it is, I've said that for 10 years, we cannot waste time. So that would be number one. Has this been a constructive investment of your time and energy? Make sure that question gets answered somewhere in your responses. Uh, but all of the folks who are with us, they should be available to chime in. I will open up their line and everybody can take five minutes make sure you answer that one question and then you can share about the time that we've been here since thursday whatever you think has been important and uh don't be uh skimpy you can take your full five minutes if you know you should need uh five minutes and 30 seconds even to get out whatever it is you need to say uh feel free to take five minutes and 30 seconds uh so let's see uh I reckon if you can press star six one, so that way I'll know which line to open, that would be grand. I guess if worse comes to worse, I can get up and ask which line is yours. But let's see if I can be lazy and do 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 okay, let's see. Do we have our participants at the Cows 2019 10-year anniversary yoga retreat? Hello, this is B. Diddy from Houston. Uh, I am a two-and-a-half-year Cows listener and am very happy to be here at the 10-year Cows yoga retreat. For those who did not make the retreat, I have to say that you missed out on a lot. You missed out on great yoga classes. You missed out on great plant-based vegan meals. You missed out on interacting with some very, very special people. 
And as Gus mentioned, you also missed out on some great activities like getting your car pulled out of mud. I am one of the very special ones who had their vehicles stuck in the mud. And there's no other way I can think of spending the weekend or at a yoga retreat getting my cars uh, dug out of the mud with some very special guys. Um, The food here was actually really, really good. I was hoping to lose some weight. So I fattened up before I got here, and I think I've gained more pounds being here, uh, being here eating the food than I did before I got here. Um, the yoga classes were really great. They were really, they really helped me breathe better. Um, I felt more relaxed um, after the classes. After every session, um, I felt like I wanted to go to sleep. Um, so I think it's something worth putting my time, energy, and money into. Um, I'm definitely going to look into doing that on a regular basis, probably at night, if I could find yoga classes at night, because, again, I felt very sleepy. And I would suggest or recommend that those who are probably taking some type of prescription pill or something to help them go to sleep, whatever your your method is, if it's not healthy, that this could be a great healthy alternative. So I'm looking to doing that. Um, My ultimate goal objective coming here was to engage and interact with some people, some like-minded individuals who are serious about racism, um, interested in the interest of black people, um, interested in at least having a discussion on racism, and I can honestly say that was achieved uh, this weekend. Um, My hope is that we all can um, stay in touch with one another and keep up with one another and continue to share our realities with one another uh, with the hopes of expanding that to a broader group so that uh, we can solve the number one problem in this world, and that is ending the system of racism and replacing it with justice. Um, so, and if you, um, hopefully Gus will, will put something together like this uh, pretty soon. Hopefully we don't have to wait another year um, because it, it was very uh, refreshing. Um, it was very peaceful and satisfying, and we need more events like this, more organizations like this um, around the world in every state, but this is just a start. Um, So, again, I had an excellent time. Um, uh, Hopefully I can meet some Cal's listeners um, in the future, and that's all I have to say, really. But I'll wrap that up and pass on to the next person. Um, so I guess I'm the next person in line. Um, uh, I guess I'll be called the the Black African. Um, I really enjoyed myself here. Came to do to sort of like start. A healthy lifestyle, like, but on a positive note, not like because I was sick or something like that. So this was helpful. The yoga is really great. Gus is really great at yoga. There's a lot of breathing, which I didn't know was helpful, but uh, that was really great. Um, what else? The food's amazing. Uh, I didn't think that I was going to even try to be a vegan, but I think I'm going to give it a shot. 
Um, what else? Um, the conversations have been really constructive. Um, I've learned a lot. Um, no one has fought. No one has argued. Uh, no one has squabbled. I guess that's the term. So it's been really a great couple of days. Like I've never felt so relaxed. I, I don't remember feeling this relaxed in a really, really long time. Uh, so it was really helpful. Um, Another thing that I guess Gus and uh, B. Diddy, sorry, B. Diddy uh, talked about was the mud, and that was really great because we just there were, it wasn't just one car, it was multiple cars, but guys just went out and we just kept pulling cars out, just kept pulling cars out. Some would go back in and we'd pull them back out. So, um, so it was a really great experience. Um, yeah, I would recommend when this uh, that you uh, that you attend. Um, I think you'll like it. I think you'll enjoy Gus. I think you'll enjoy the the listeners. I think you'll enjoy the yoga. Everything is very professional. Thank you. Hello, this is a black female from Georgia. Um, I was quite shocked. Well, first, I met Gus, so that was really exciting. I knew it was Gus when I heard his voice. Um, it was um, interesting meeting other cow listeners and um, having constructive engagement with them. Um, the food, I was really nervous about. I really didn't think I was going to eat it. So, um, but I was surprised. It was well seasoned. I shocked. I had a carrot hot dog. I took a picture of that to send back home. But um, I actually enjoyed the food, the yoga. I've taken yoga classes before, so it was nice doing it with everybody else. Um, it was refreshing, and it did. We had we did yoga every morning and also at night, so twice a day. And um, the one at night, as the previous listener said, um, it did make you where you were able to sleep better. Um, What else can I say? I just enjoyed being with everybody, you know, meeting uh, people, meeting the voices that you hear on the call. That was um, something I enjoyed. I guess that's it. Hello, this is Young Academic from Connecticut. Uh, I'm calling, well, I'm calling because I had a phenomenal time here uh, around like-minded people for the weekend, uh, a lot of support. I did yoga, something I never tried before, something I'm probably going to continue after I leave here. It's a phenomenal time. So if you missed out on your opportunity to attend, I suggest that the next one Gus throws you uh, get down here because it's awesome. <laughs> All right. I am, yes, another yoga retreat participant. And for some reason, my wife said not to say where we came from, so I will respect that. <laughs> it is perfectly fine. Oh, <laughs> we are from the state of South Carolina. She told me to say that. Okay. <laughs> 
All right. Anyway, um, this has been a very interesting experience. Um, this is me and my wife's second yoga retreat. And the first one was okay. And this one over this past weekend has been absolutely superb. One of the things I said to Gus about the first show retreat was that outside of the physical activity of the retreat, some of the things that were being said during that retreat, during that retreat, I personally had a hard time relating to. So, for example, I remember the person who was teaching the class saying something along, along the lines of, "There was no such thing of a lack, um, no such thing as a lack of resources, just a lack of resourcefulness." Now, me personally, as a black person, I don't really feel that applies to my life. In fact, most black people that I meet, if they have a lack of resources because someone probably stole it from them to begin with. And for this particular yoga retreat, um, you know, because Gus understands black people, he was able to make a yoga retreat when he was speaking, actually make it apply to the people in the room. And even if you're not a big yoga person, the way Gus goes about teaching his class will make you, um, if, like I said, if you're not a yoga person, at least interact and feel like you're having a good time in the class. And, of course, um, you get the health benefit of participating in the yoga class as well, too. And, of course, meeting Gus has been a very uh, interesting experience as well, too. I will also say about the getting stuck in the mud thing. My car was also one of the cars that got stuck in the mud. Um, that started from a situation where the one per person who was missing from the event had the yoga mats, and because she didn't make it, we had to go out and get more yoga mats. And uh, when the first person spoke, what's the name again? B. Diddy, we hopped in his car first, quickly found that his car was going nowhere. We hopped in my car and found that it was also going nowhere. And then um, someone's car, who we were sure their car was not stuck, they were able to go and go to Walmart and get some yoga mats. And me, from there, I said, get some cat litter so we could potentially get these cars out of the mud. And I'm happy to say that that particular plan worked. Um, what can I say about um, the food? Um, me personally, um, I am not a vegan, but I personally have been transitioning the way I eat. And um, I was personally pleasantly surprised by the food that was served here this evening. I was having a conversation with Emhan DC, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. We were having a side conversation, and I said to him, I am one of the fattest skinny people you'll ever meet because I eat a lot. Even at this size, you'd be hard to tell, though. I work out a lot, too. <laughs> um, but the food has been absolutely amazing. You know, um, I'm, personally, I don't, I'm not one of these people that will tell you that you need to be a vegan. Um, but I'm happy to say that um, even though the meals here were vegan, they were plant-based, um, the food didn't try to tell you to be vegan. It told you that it tasted good. And... Um, if people are going to have to or choose to engage to be um, a person who um, eats food that is plant-based or vegan, I think it's not a ridiculous request that the food at least tastes good. And that is all I have to say for now.
Thank you. Kitty litter. Genius. Kitty litter. <laughs> Greetings, everyone. Uh, my name is Basti from South Carolina. <laughs> yes, cat litter. There are like 12 cats outside, and every time the door is open, they try to get in. It's, it's very nice and warm and toasty in here, and out there it's cold and rainy and wet. And they they try to seize every opportunity to come on inside. I had to take one out one time. Um, first and foremost, uh, my friends that I have in South Carolina, my goal friends, they tell me, here, you are black for no reason. And <laughs> which is funny, which is funny. They're like, why? You're just black for no reason. Whatever. Just, just stop laughing. Stop laughing. <laughs> okay, we got somebody falling out over here. I said the wrong thing. But anyways, so a common theme among all of us was that it's good to be among other black people, to be doing yoga with black people. You always go to yoga classes or yoga workshops, and it's I'm the only one here, or I'm one of the few. You got to do the head nod, make sure that the others are on code. But <laughs> it's it's black people. We're here with black people, and we're having intellectual conversations, and that is something that I've greatly missed um, at home. You know, having this dialogue with black people, and also we are on sacred ground. We are we're Nat Turner's. The Nat Turner Library, but it's we we are near the Nat Turner Trail, and so this place has great history, and and we slept in a library, which is just amazing. So there's books everywhere. There's books by black authors, you know, just different genres, um, and just everything, knowledge everywhere. And that that in itself is incredible. And I um, I just kept going to the the shelf and kept grabbing books, reading the covers, started reading a couple of pages, flipping through it. I actually finished the book while I was here, um, which was a great accomplishment. Finished it one day. Um, but yeah, my husband said we've gone to a yoga retreat, and this was just different. This was just different entirely. You know, focus on health and wellness. And to all listeners, like, your health matters. Like, your health impacts your family. It impacts your friends. And if you're not well, if you're not taking care of yourself, then other people are worried about you. So if you can incorporate plant-based diet and trying to be more conscious about the nutrition that you are putting into your body and water intake, which was heavily emphasized since we've been here, and getting enough rest, um, definitely do that as well as, you know, some sort of exercise where you're focusing on your breath because if somebody takes away your breath, you're gone. You're done. So this experience, um, hopefully there will be another yoga retreat to celebrate the 10th year anniversary. Um, we are trying to find places for West Coast listeners or people who are willing to travel to the West Coast. So stay tuned and... Um, keep listening because uh, we did libations today for the ancestors and just remember that you are one of the ancestors. You will be an ancestor, so make your impact.
Hello, everybody. Um, this is the caller slash listener slash now yoga participant from Virginia. Um, so I'm the only one from Virginia here. And um, since I know a little I bit was born in Virginia. Virginia. Thank you. <laughs> Who currently lives in Virginia. <laughs> Sorry, Gus. Um, I know a little bit about the land, so I did bring my rain boots. So the mud had, did not affect me and my boots. Um, but it's been great being here with everyone. Um, really nice meeting everyone and connecting the voices and the names and the handles like M on DC to these actual people. It's been really great. Um, meeting Gus has just been really wonderful. Um, what can I say? Where should I start? Um, I came in Friday, yesterday morning, um, cause I had something to do for work on Thursday night. So I wasn't able to be here Thursday night, but I came in Friday. I didn't have any trouble finding it, but then again, I kind of know roads like this, so maybe that's why I didn't have trouble finding it. Um, but when I came in, I met B. Diddy from Houston. He <laughs> opened the door for me, um, and then right away, you know, just met people and started talking to everybody, and um, it was fun. It was, it's been really a wonderful experience. I don't know how to express how grateful I am to be here. Um, this is a retreat. So it felt like a retreat for me. Um, this is not a hotel, of course, you know, so and that's okay. I mean, we're at a place where, you know, we're secluded and, you know, we've had to work together. And I think that's been really wonderful. Um, everybody's been very courteous. We had to share space, share bathrooms, you know, wait in line, be patient with each other. And I think that's been wonderful because we've all kind of got along. Um, I just want to shout out the hostesses in the kitchen who've been really wonderful preparing our meals for us. Um, I've been doing the yoga, kind of working through some back pain, and um, one of the hostesses made a special tea for me, which I just thought was really sweet of her. You know, I was asking for some Advil. She was like, oh, no, we have some natural remedies. <laughs> so she made the tea for me, and I sat in the kitchen and talked with them. And this has just been a heartwarming experience. You know, when you're around your own people and you just feel comfortable right away, and you're not, you know, feeling on edge like how we feel every day when we're around white people. Um, we haven't, I haven't felt that way at all. I've just felt comfortable the moment I walked into the, into the house and drove up the driveway. Um, this morning, even though it was raining and 43 degrees, I put my coat on and my boots and took my umbrella uh, and ventured out and took a nice little walk, and that was really peaceful and relaxing too. Um, so it's just been great. We've had time alone. We've had time with each other. Um, the workshops have been really wonderful. Hearing Gus talk about the history of the cows was very meaningful to just kind of hear how he expresses himself in person. Um, he says right on. <laughs> he puts the thumbs up. He's always given us the thumbs up to make sure we're okay. And it's just really sweet and special to, you know, get his energy just in person and to hear and connect um, what he's been doing for the past 10 years with us being here today. So um, it's just been wonderful. Um, I've enjoyed it. I don't know if I would make it to the West Coast if they did this retreat again, but um, I recommend the retreat to anyone who has the opportunity to come. I felt like I had to come because it was only an hour and a little bit away from where I live. Um, so I was not going to let Coon Man stand in my way. <laughs> So this has just been a great experience. Um, who knew that yoga and white 
supremacy, we're connected somehow. But I love Gus's mantra at the end of his, um, he says, I, I yoga because I'm trying to replace racism with justice. Yes, that, so Gus, you'll have to correct me, your exact um, thing at the end of what you say. But I like that because I think that's a really good way to look at why you're doing anything. You know, we're doing this to produce justice, even in our own bodies. And I think that's really powerful. So thank you, Gus for this amazing opportunity. And thank you, everybody who's here in the room that I'm looking at. You guys are all really awesome, and I definitely hope we all stay in touch. Look, uh, just one more thing. I thought this was so important. We were talking this morning, and you were talking about food uh, in terms of plant-based eating and exercise as protest in relation to what you see. Like, if I could make a request, if you could share that, because I thought that was supremely important oh okay um we were talking a little bit about um i think we started talking about marching and how marching and doing things like you know what people had done for protests in the past is a little bit ineffective we were talking about monuments and how people would you know try to tear down the monuments and you know um some confederate monument somewhere put an x on it and so we kind of bridged the gap and said, hey, you know, that kind of is not effective. It's not working. And so what I shared with Gus is that I feel, my personal belief, is that um, we can protest. I can protest by being healthy, by not eating the foods that they give us. That's my protest. I'm not going to eat the KFC Cheeto chicken thing. That's my protest. I'm going to eat well. I'm not going to, you know, allow myself to be out of control, unhealthy. Um, that's my protest. I'm not going to allow myself to be a victim of the food that they want us to eat and a victim of the lack of um, activity that they want us to participate in. So um, Gus kind of stopped. He's like, okay, I like that. So, yeah, we take care of ourselves as protests. This is my personal protest against white supremacy. I'm going to take care of myself so I can take care of uh, my kids. I can be here for my grandkids to impart wisdom to them throughout my life. And so every single day, it's a more effective way for me to uh, protest white supremacy. You know, it's not effective for me to go try to tear down a monument. But every single day, I could eat something right. And every single day, I could take care of my body through working out, exercise, yoga, whatever I do. So um, thank you for asking me to share that. I kind of talked long this morning, and I don't want to talk anymore right now. <laughs> Um, greetings, everyone. I'm a young black African girl. <laughs> um, I'm actually really nervous because this is my first call in. Um, I'm probably the youngest person in the group here. Definitely, actually, the youngest person in the group by far. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, this has been a very fulfilling experience. Um, for me personally, um, I came here because I wanted to learn more about white supremacy racism because I'm sort of new to this whole concept um, <laughs> uh, system. So um, it's been very interesting talking and meeting everyone because I'm sitting in a room of very influential people who have a lot of um, constructive things to, to say and contribute. And that has changed my outlook on a lot of things. 
Um, the food has been amazing, plant-based food. I never thought that I would spend um, even two days straight eating plant food from morning to evening. That is like, that is just bizarre and actually enjoying every single meal that's on my plate, even going for seconds, um, second serving. It's like, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's been an amazing weekend so far um, at this retreat. And meeting Gus was also amazing too. Uh, the yoga, that is, I was definitely my first time doing yoga, and I loved it. And, um, yeah, thank you. Really good. <laughs> Greetings. Uh, this is Amandi C. Um, so I'm here at the yoga retreat, and I was uh, I came here for a few reasons. Uh, one big reason is because I wanted to meet Mr. Gus, and when I did, I was very happy. I I um, it might sound a little weird, but it's not weird. It, I was just really happy to meet him. Uh, I think he's a very important person. I think he's one of the most constructive speakers, and that he will help solve. Uh, this problem so and I, I'm just not trying to be um, I don't know I'm just trying to be very straightforward uh, and I'm was also I also came here in order to be around people who want to end white supremacy around black people and I met a lot of very nice people a lot of very beautiful people I'm glad I got to meet all of you um, and spend the time that I did with, with all of you uh, there were a few points where there was some crying, I shed a tear or four. And uh, the food was good. The the host has been, uh, the host, both uh, all of them, uh, has been very gracious. Gracious. I uh, have to race the little one. He wanted, <laughs> he wanted to race me. He wanted to race me. He went, and it's been raining all this time. I was like, well, you know, it's still raining. But, uh, and it's it's really muddy, but we went ahead and we raced. Uh, you know that was um, that was interesting. That was good, um, good exercise. The uh, yoga practices was very nice. Um, I'm able to reach my right hand and scratch this part of my back that I couldn't scratch for real because I couldn't get it, and now I can because I was able to uh, do one of the stretches. So that's really good. And I'm going to take back um, a lot of these practices and uh, help my father recover from his stroke. So had a good time. Hi, this is um, Mrs. TN. Um, the yoga retreat. Um, when I first decided to come to the yoga retreat, you know, Gus was talking about yoga and plant-based uh, meals and everything. And um, between my family, I was, like, so excited. I didn't, you know, tell them about anything. The only thing I was, like, excited about was I was going to meet Gus. I was like, oh, my God, I'm good. I get to meet Gus. So I was uh, very excited uh, to meet Gus. Um, the retreat has been like a grown folk slumber party. <laughs> So we've been hanging out, having fun. Uh, the first night in, we did light yoga. Um, we stayed up till like 2.30 in the morning, just talking about racism, white supremacy. Uh, the next night, we had the yoga class. The morning yoga class is like, uh, yeah, 
really sweaty. Um, he just worked this out really good. So uh, that night we went to bed early because we were really tired. Um, just, I guess it's a summer party. We, we're hanging out, you know, having fun. Uh, everybody's talking about their favorite subject, racism, white supremacy. Um, just, I don't know, eating plant-based food, hanging out. It was awesome, Gus. Thank you. And uh, to Mr. Khalifa and his family, um, I appreciate um, him extending the opportunity for the grown folks slumber party. Hi, this is uh, Crystal Healy from North Carolina. And um, I am a first-time caller. And uh, I'm here because for several reasons, but I would like to say that I am here because I started off my year um, making a vision board with my family, and on my vision board, I put that I put I had a picture of a black woman doing yoga, and I visualized myself doing yoga in a room with black people when I when I did that vision board, and that was just in the beginning of the year. And here we are now in February, and my vision has come true. And I, I, I just, I believe in synchronicity, and I believe that things happen for a reason. And I know I'm here for a reason. And I'm just so very thankful that um, Gus is um, has put this together here um, on Nat Turner's lab, um, Mr. Khalifa's home. And um, I'm I'm having a wonderful time with everybody, and I'm I'm learning so much um, about uh, just just how we are all looking to end white supremacy and 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 just growing together and just finding out more about each other. And I just I really appreciate the energy that I'm feeling when I'm around everyone. It's, it's it's truly a different feeling doing yoga in a room full of black people. I have never had the chance to do that. It is a different type of energy that you get. Um, and I highly recommend if if you get if that does this again to do it again uh, to to do it because it is um, it's spiritual. It's healing. It's 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 more than I could have ever imagined. So I'm just, I'm just so very thankful. And the food was amazing. <laughs> and um, yeah, we had some pickups along the way, but you know, you know, like we, we roll with it. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Greetings. This is Miss Quick from North Carolina. Um, I was one of the ones that was stuck in the mud yes, uh, Thursday from about 2 until 11. <laughs> 2 p.m. until 11 p.m. But um, Black Elvis <laughs> was able to come out and um, get it out of the mud. Um, it's amazing. I love being around like-minded people because uh, I, I don't have that where, where I live. 
Um, food was amazing. Um, it's just a great big sleepover, and I hope to do it again before 2020 if possible. Hello, this is KD from Georgia. Uh, I'm not a big talker, so I'm going to make this short. <laughs> um, the the uh, well, we had we had a good time here while I've been here. Came up from Georgia, uh, not a, quite a, about a nine-hour drive. Um, well, like you said, the weather has been kind of uh, dreary, but we have managed to have a good time still. Um, able to find some some very interesting books while we've been here at Mr. Khalifa's Library. Um, like I said, I am a uh, meat eater. I'm not a vegan, but I have in, uh, found the food very tasty and interesting to uh, sample. Um, I am a long-time listener. Maybe I've called in a couple times, but uh, it's good to meet Gus finally. And as everyone else said, some voices with the some faces with the voices that we uh, have listened to over the years. Um, but I just want to take away that I like everyone else said it's good to. Um, Speak to like-minded individuals is trying to replace the system with the justice that we're under uh, right now. And that's all I have. All right, Gus, everyone has had a chance to speak. So if you want to give some additional remarks or open up the phone lines for questions, we're ready. Awesome. Let's see. I think, Rhett, uh, before... I proceed. Um, again, there should have been one more person. Uh, Red in Nevada. Much obliged. Uh, she did uh, a hefty amount of work uh, to help coordinate the event. I think I talked to her uh, before I flew out of Seattle. And I said, if there are no fisticuffs and we all end and we're still on speaking terms, you'll be able to take a bow and say they would not have been able to pull it off without me. And it will be true. Much obliged. Uh, Princess. Wow. Take a bow. Another one. It would not have been possible. It would take a long time for me to share like the adventure that it was to get. I can only say I hate Atlanta. The retreat will never, ever 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 be in atlanta not even close no way in the world uh it was horrid it was absolutely horrid i can't even go into detail about the experience getting from seattle to the nat turner library uh maybe another day uh let's see but uh princess wow would not have been possible not only did she uh invest and contribute to the retreat in the horrendous experience that it was uh, getting from Seattle through Atlanta to the retreat. Uh, I was totally stuck and not sure what was going to happen. And Princess saved the day. She lives in VA, formerly in Florida, now in VA. She saved the day and was able to scoop Gus up from the airport. So Huge, huge gratitude to Princess. Uh, Red in Nevada, she said, uh, so folks said being able to actually 
Meet Gus, who is not a public person. I think I gave that disclaimer very early on at the retreat that I am not accustomed to being around this many people at all. Uh, but Red said, so what was the experience actually seeing Gus in person and did it match what you expected to see or just what was that like? I guess if folks want to give a turn with responding to that question from Red. So this is uh, B. Diddy from Houston, and since I've been listening to the cows, I've actually been trying to Google Gus, and I've, <laughs> I've been trying to look for him everywhere, and I get several pictures, and there was one picture that I got. It was a very dark-skinned guy, and he's hugging uh, Dr. Welsing, and I'm like, that has to be him because he has on the shirt, treat me like a like I'm a white person. So I'm like, that has to be Gus. So that's the only picture that I could find of the person. So I thought Gus was this, I don't know, this six foot four, very dark skinned guy, bearded. And that's not what he what he was when I saw him. When I, when, when I came in, he greeted me and I recognized the voice instantly. Like he sounds in person the same way he sounds um, on the show. And I was like, you're Gus? And I was a little shell-shocked because he, he just didn't look like I thought he would look. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, he's, he's a nice-looking guy. Um, but, again, he just I just had a different image. Um, does anyone else have? Um, I don't know if I had like an image of what Gus would look like. The only thing I had to um, base that off of was an image that Horatio put up, like a little cartoon of Gus, <laughs> like with locks <laughs> and like a red, yellow, and green beanie. So I didn't know. <laughs> um, I didn't know. So I'm not going to comment like on looks or anything. I mean, he he looks great. He looks great. Um, but one thing that I want to attest to is, like, how humble he is. Um, like, it was the very first night, and we had all finished eating, and we had these plates in our hand, plates on the ground, you know, just trash. We just had trash. We didn't know what to do with it, so we were holding on to it. And in my mind, I was like, I should pick up these plates. But somebody was talking. I think Mr. Khalifa was talking. I was like, okay, I'll just wait. Sure enough, Gus gets up. And he goes around the whole room and picks up all the plates. And I was just like, wow, this person organized the event, and he's humble enough to serve, to serve. And so that's what I want to share with listeners. This dude is amazing. <laughs> and, yes, he does. He has a great radio voice. It, it was just in the story. The story was just incredible. And we asked him, was there a point where he wanted to quit? Um quit the cows and we wouldn't be here 10 years if he he wasn't persistent and he picked it up and um defied all odds and opposition i was trying to shut it down so that's what i wanted to test to his character i also thought gus might have dreadlocks <laughs> but i was wrong um gus is really cool in person really cool in person i 
you know, Gus is a curmudgeon, self-admitted, um, <laughs> but he's very warm and personable. I kind of thought he would be maybe more standoffish, but he's, he's not. He's, he's really cool. I mean, he let everybody speak to him and he doesn't interrupt and he, you know, he takes time and listens to the same way he is on the air. He is in person. You know, he's, he's um, very intentional. You can tell he's intentional. He's not, you know, um, overbearing in any kind of like gregarious way. You know, he, you would think that he's this personality, but he's, he's totally cool in person. You know, so I'm very glad that I got to meet him. And I asked him about the Gus T. Renegade name, and he told us that story. So that was really neat, too. Um, so just really open and, and honest and sharing and humble is a great word and very smart. I mean, Gus just remembers all kinds of things. He was just going through the 10 years and, you know, has dates and years and can remember all these, you know, guests that he's had and all the books. And all. that's all very impressive to me. And you know, to just learn about him and then to see all of this in action. Um, the yoga, watching him do yoga and to know that he's actually come a long way with that, you know, that he calls himself Tubby. He was formerly Tubby, I guess, and he's very slim, you know, so and, and strong and, and, you know, able to do these crazy poses. I mean, these poses that he showed us. Um, so that was just really remarkable. You would think that this is something he's been doing all his life, you know, um, so that was cool. And hearing him talk about his consistency in doing the program and then to just see this live person, you know, walking around, it's like, wow, you know, he's, he really is going to be a legend, you know, for, for a long time. So um, Gus definitely lived up to some expectations, but some things I was pretty surprised about, like not having dreadlocks because I thought he would have dreadlocks. Did you ever have dreadlocks, Gus? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I knew it didn't come from anywhere. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so uh, me and Thomas in, from New York was, was talking about, now, what does Gus look like? And I was like, now, what if he's a white guy? <laughs> and none of us know it. And what what if, just like that movie, he pulls off this mask from his dress and it's a white guy? And I was like, I, I, I know that's not going to happen. You know, I know that that's, that's, that's not the case. However, it's just, you know, what if? I, I've never seen him. But I got to see him, so. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's, that's not the case. He's totally a black guy. That's, that's excellent. That's excellent. So, yeah. I was going to ask something what M. Hundisi just said about a uh, white guy. Um, one of the things that I think everyone here was worried about was that, you know, we don't know the faces of the people who are going to show up to this event. And the big question for us was, is a white person going to show up? I'm happy to say a white person did not show up. But we did talk about what would happen if a white person did show up. Gus, would you refund everyone their money? <laughs> And everyone just simply go home. Or would we vote off the island the white person? But that didn't happen, so I guess it doesn't matter. I guess we'll never know what would have happened if a white person would have showed up. I think we're all done talking here on this side. Awesome. We had uh, Cal's 10-year anniversary uh, yoga retreat t-shirts 
They are very different from the please treat me dash, please respect me like I am a white person. Uh, is that a shirt that you can wear in public? The retreat shirt? Yay or nay? Yes, yes, that's a shirt you can actually wear. Oh, I'm sorry. For the most part, people around the room said yes. Oh, okay, okay, right on. No we, one said no. Okay, okay. We do have uh, a limited number, and I do mean limited. Uh, I think I explained that before. I think I explained this years ago that I did not want to do the counter-racist T-shirt, the please treat me like a white person. I didn't want to do that. That really took a lot of convincing. And so this one I did, and I didn't even have to be involved with that. Like all I had to do was tell people about it. And, you know, Dr. Trav took it from there. This, I had to do everything like the ordering and uh, getting the design, hip hop cartoons.ca phenomenal work Whoopee, the, the shirt, in my view, they look uh, great. Uh, but uh, I had to do the work. So I was not going to be uh, trying to order 50 and, you know, do all of that. I'm not trying to get in the merchandise garment industry. So there are a limited number. People did already email me. I think I mentioned this last week. Uh, people did already email me. If you are interested in a shirt, let me know. Uh, they are $35 plus three bucks for shipping. So it'd be a total of 38 if you are interested in a t-shirt. I'm just going to go and if you already emailed you are good. You do not need to email again. I have you. I'm just going to go in order uh, of what I have. And when I run out, that is it. But feel free to email. I'm just going to go in order. First come, first serve. Uh, the first people that email, you will have first dibs on the sizes and what have you. And I'll let people know as long as I have the limited number of shirts that I have. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see if I have one. Anything else I wanted to ask? I guess this will be a vote on the yoga. So again, this is the first time that the cows has ever aired on the East Coast. Three hour time difference. Wow, it is substantial. So this will end as it normally does at midnight. So the itinerary that I made uh, is bogus because I was thinking 6 p.m. compensatory call-in. That's what time it always comes on. So if we're going to do yoga, it will have to be sometime after midnight. So this will be our vote now. So are we doing a light yoga session? I guess it could be abbreviated. Maybe we could do like 45 or we could even do 60 minutes. I mean, it's Saturday. Uh, we could do a light yoga session uh, after the program, or we could not do it. Folks could get their rest, and we could get up and do our yoga in the morning. Yoga this evening, or no? All right, we are all in agreement. We are okay with doing a little bit of yoga after the compensatory call-in. No lollygagging this evening. We will end promptly at midnight so that we can get to the yoga. I'm so happy to hear that because that also, like, I had four things that were major concerns uh, going into the, I had many concerns, many, many concerns, but I had like four or five things that were very high uh, on the list. Fisticuffs was one. That has not been a problem. The yoga, that was a big one. Thus far, that has not been a problem. The food, that was an enormous one. Thus far, that has been grand and uh, 
the recipes I think are available. Uh, Mr. Mr. Khalifa's uh, daughters have been amazing uh, with the cuisine. Uh, they have books that are available. Uh, I will post links and uh, some of the very recipes for things that we uh, have enjoyed over the past three days or so are available uh, in their cookbooks. Uh, all plant-based has been very tasty uh, and filling. It's not like I don't think anybody here has been starved uh, over the time that we're here. I, I told them I thought, you know, folks might be running off to McDonald's uh, or something for a cheeseburger. Like, I, you know, thought I did not want people to be grumpy uh, about the food or feeling like they're not, you know, being satiated uh, during meals. So it has been very pleasing uh, that that has worked out as with the yoga. Um, I don't, I feel like the, I feel like there, or I guess I'll share this, um, the experience with the mud. Wow. Like talk about disaster. I think I told, uh, everyone here that if I had arrived at a yoga retreat and my vehicle was stuck in the mud and I think, uh, Miss Quick, I think she even, you know, minimized greatly. I think her vehicle was not just stuck in the mud. I think her vehicle was stuck in the mud from 2 p.m. till 11 p.m. And it had a flat tire. If that had been me, there would have been some cursing and name calling. Quite a bit of cursing and name calling, probably. Um, there was none of that. We had, as was stated, multiple vehicles. We even had one vehicle that was stuck twice. Gusty had some of the blame in that no cursing at all no name calling uh in fact uh witnessing a group of black males collectively get these cars out of the mud repeat repeatedly no name calling no grousing no griping mud got on people's clothing that's the sort of thing might have been a cursing i'm not sure how i would have felt about that no one groused, no one griped. We got all the vehicles out, so we thought. Another vehicle stuck in the mud. Gusty did have some of the blame in that. No one groused. It was immediate problem solving. It was, wow. I mean, it was uh, quite an illustration of counter-racism uh, in black people solving problems solving problems that's always mr fuller i think has many many audio sessions where he has talked about black people every time you see another black person it is for a constructive purpose every time black people are together it is about solving problems something that basic why i think i'd said earlier that is one of the most impressive i think that will stand out that is one of the things that will stand out most for me for the weekend uh witnessing that and wow just black people solving problems uh the number and we were aware of what happened with r kelly we would normally do news so something would have been said about r kelly and robert Kraft, and that didn't really dominate the topic of discussion. We did spend some time talking about R. Kelly, but that wasn't a major point of conversation over the past few days 
or what happened with Robert Kraft. I said, you all will kind of have to update us about what has happened because on a retreat, you don't get to sit around and watch, uh, see it. There was TV here, but we did not watch any television at all. Dr. Welsing would have been so proud. Um, so you all will kind of have to let us know about things that happened uh, that are of importance of this week. I think the only things that we discussed and talked about are Kelly, Robert Kraft. Those two things we know. Listeners, you can catch us up on what happened over the past week, and we can share a thought on that. Uh, certainly, you can ask about the retreat. I told Red in Nevada, and I told everyone who is present that <clears throat> if this worked out where we didn't you know, have problems and people felt it was worthy of their time and energy, um, that we could look at having a location on the West Coast because there were listeners on the West Coast and listeners in the UK who wanted to be a part of the retreat. Uh, it is very difficult to find a Black-owned property such as Mr. Khalifa's here in Druryville. It is very challenging. So if people would like to participate in such an event, that would be your assignment to work on finding a location that is black owned because I asked people here, they said, hey, Gus, you wanted to have the retreat in Seattle. I certainly did. What would it take to have it there? And I said, I don't know, because it seems very difficult to find a black owned property that could house 15 people or so. I said, you know, would you all be willing to attend a retreat if it was at an Asian-owned property, so-called Asian? And I think almost everyone said they would feel some type of way about it, put that in quotes. Um, so it's very challenging. Seattle might not be tenable. Uh, at least that might be more difficult. I think California, that seems like there should be something very probable that would that would suit our needs. So if people are looking for an assignment, if this is something that you would like to participate in, I know there were people who reside on the West Coast who contacted me. Get to work. Uh, see if you can locate uh, a Black Airbnb, Black property owner who would be willing to have us on their property for four days or so, four days, three nights, something like that, on the West Coast. Uh, and then you can look anywhere. We're not restricted. We're not limited to the West Coast. I think I said that earlier. Uh, so I know Florida. I am certainly retired firefighter. Folks are saying, man, I would love to meet retired firefighter. He could be here. We could do yoga. Folks in Florida, if you can find a location, I would love to be in Florida. Get some warm weather. Do We could do yoga on the beach. Folks in Florida, if you could find a Black-owned location, that would be great. Uh, if you can find, I said, you know, if someplace that's rural, I mean, let us know if you can find any locations. I'm biased to the West Coast, but let us know if you can find any locations. Uh, so I guess we'll get to the callers, uh, the number 641-715-3640, the code 564 nine four three pound press star six one if you would like to participate uh, i didn't have uh, wi-fi access uh, for the past couple days so i was not able to get online to let folks know 
what was happening with the retreat and to get the information up. We didn't have the workplace racism program yesterday uh, or the book club this past Thursday. I'd announced that before with the retreat and all, but we will be back to normal broadcast schedule next week, hoping that I get back to Seattle safely, as do all of our victims, participants here at the retreat. Uh, I'll double check any of the folks who are with us at the Nat Turner Library. Any other thoughts you would like to share before we move to the callers? Uh, Gus, yeah, I would like to share when um, I, I guess I was stepping out or outside the box when I decided to come on the retreat. Um, I thought to myself, you know, this is going to be scary hanging out in the middle of nowhere with a bunch of black people. Uh, but I thought to myself, I was like, okay, you know, I went on a, a work training with a bunch of white people and with, you know, no qualms. So, yeah, um, yeah, it was exciting. I drove down with Tonda and uh, first time meeting her. And uh, like I said, I really don't pick up people I don't know. Uh, we FaceTime. We got to know each other. So, yeah, I kind of stepped up outside of my comfort zone with this retreat. And it was, uh, I loved it. Oh, just real, real quick. I hope you weren't offended, Gus. I, that was that was kind of like a joke with the whole "what if Gus is a white guy?" Because I know you're not a white guy. You can use your brain and listen and know that. So, just hope you <laughs> didn't take that offensively. No problem, sir. Um, one thing that I would like to add is that uh, one of the things that Gus noticed when we all started interacting with each other is that we all had the same type of conversation. So, obviously, workplace racism was not broadcast this week, but workplace racism did happen here. Now, what I will say along those lines is that uh, one of the things that Gus says all the time is that, you know, people don't allow the guy don't spectate, call in, tell people your stories. Um, me, personally, because um, um, a couple people here are first-time callers into the cows, even though they've been listening for quite a while. And I imagine there's probably people who are listening right now who may have been listening for many, many years and still have not called in themselves. And to a certain degree, we talked about that. And for me personally, I understand that. Um, you are worried that uh, maybe someone might hear you talking about your workplace racism problems, even though you don't tell people um, that you call into the cows. Um, so all the people who choose not to call in for whatever reason, um, we hope that you one day make the decision to go ahead and call in because if your life is like any other black persons on this planet, um, your story is not unique at all. And if you were here in this room over the last couple of days, you would um, easily have plenty to say and not enough time to say it. And I'll leave it at that. This is just a, a very short comment. Um, but for all the participants that are here at the retreat, we are even in terms of men and women. We have six men here plus Gus, so that's seven. And seven ladies here. Who would have thought that <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thought that 
you know, black women, of course, taking care of themselves. And then black men, black men coming out, you know, going into the unknown when it comes to nutrition and going into the unknown when it comes to yoga. So that just goes to show you the, I guess, the balance, the balance among the listeners that we're able to just randomly come together and there's balance among the the genders. That is all. Great points. Great points. <clears throat> Workplace racism. Wow. That absolutely. That's something that will stand out uh, for me as well. I don't think uh, I asked. I don't think I prompted. Uh, that's that's something that I said for the duration of the time that we have been on the air. When I talk to black people off the air and again, totally unsolicited within five minutes, it will be that cracker on my job. Just, 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 just. And I said, wow, workplace racism. That should be the chattiest program ever. It wow. This weekend, bold face print, underline, highlight work place. I think at times there were simultaneous conversations about workplace racism it was amazing <laughs> absolutely amazing uh so the number again 641-715-3640 the code 564-943 pound press star 61 if you would like to participate uh, Red in Nevada, much obliged for the assistance. Thank you kindly. Uh, did you have questions you wanted to ask? Hello, everyone. Thank you for taking my call. I'm definitely um, very happy to hear, you know, that everyone seems to be having a good time. Um, I know that was one of my concerns, helping out Gus. Um, if anyone can think of anything to maybe improve this next yoga retreat that um, we've all been kind of talking about, definitely, you know, share, feel free. Um, and it is actually really encouraging even to just hear everyone share their, you know, their, their stories about just, you know, working together. Um, I think that was actually been helping me because um, I know I was feeling a little bit down, like being in Nevada and not being around as many black people as I was around back in Ohio. So I think even maybe people, other people around, um, it might even be encouraging to them to understand that, you know, you don't have to know someone all their life, a black person knows someone all their life to be able to get along with them, which is, you know, we're taught to be really um, combative towards each other. Um, that's all I'll share. Um, thank you. I'll meet my line. Much obliged, Red. We'll nap, <clears throat> excuse me, nap. Other, well, I guess, you know, this is not just questions about the retreat. Like, this is the compensatory call. And as I said, you all would kind of be responsible for letting us know about things that are of importance that happened over the week. We are aware of what happened with R. Kelly and Mr. Robert Kraft. So certainly you can talk about those things as well. Uh, but you can get your questions in also. Uh, other folks who dialed in, if you have a hand up, proceed. Greetings, Thomas in New York. Greetings, Gus. 
Thomas is Thomas in Florida. Well, see, oh, Florida, Florida, find a location in Florida. We would have everybody we wanted there. Oh, man. Well, you know, um, last year was a very stressful year for me. Um, my mother, my grandmother, and my aunt uh, relocated to Florida. And um, I vowed to myself, I was so angry at them that I would never come see them. You know, I was just so angry um I'm an only child, Gus, and, you know, uh, my mother um, got into a new relationship after my stepfather passed, and she decided that she was going to move to Florida, and my aunt already decided she was moving, and he took my grandmother, who was 92, with them. Um, so um, in December, on her 93rd birthday, I called her to wish her happy birthday, and she said her only wish she had is that I'll come see her before she passes. So I said, you know, I got to go see her. I said, after the holidays. So they booked the tickets for me. And um, this was the time I was supposed to go. And it didn't start well. Um, actually, I'm very happy I came. Everything is very nice. Um, I think it's a much better lifestyle for her than um, living in Jersey City, New Jersey, where she would be ducking gunshots and things of that nature. Um, this is a very upgrade, real nice upgrade for her. Um and the guy my father, my mother's with is very nice. Um, their house is beautiful. And now uh, that goes to the racism. <laughs> so they have a pool in their back. Um, in, it's not indoors, it's an outdoor pool, but it's totally screened in. And they live on a golf course. Um, they own the house, but they live on the golf course um, right on the eighth hole. Um, actually, I'm standing on the eighth hole right now talking to you. The only thing separating their pool from the... Um, you know, they're screened in deck from the eighth hole is the little plot passageway that the golf course goes on. So um, me and the gentleman are speaking, not loud, but we're not whispering, just having a normal conversation, getting to know each other. And um, guys, white, white group of people pull up on the golf course and they say, um, hey, you guys keep it down over there. So they get hit the ball. <laughs> he said, What? <laughs> my mother's like, this is the first time this has ever happened. Look, so we just kept talking. We got louder, you know, and they, you know, of course, they didn't say too much. They shh, but that was about it. But um, the audacity of white people. Um, so either way, I was supposed to be here from Wednesday to Sunday. But um, in the luck of Thomas Smith, Wednesday, I'm walking out the door. My wife's like, don't forget your blood pressure medicine. So I said, yeah, I got that. She said, make sure you got your ID. I go in my pocket and I lost my state ID which means I can't get on the plane without an ID. So um, totally missed my flight. Had to book a one-way the next day and get an ID from New Jersey. It was just a hassle. I live all the way in Harlem, you know, but I have to keep my residency in New Jersey uh, for financial reasons, of course. Either way, um, terrible to start with. So um, hopefully I, I was planning to meet up with the firefighters, so hopefully tomorrow morning we could meet up and uh, he could get me back um, so I could have enough time to see my grandmother before I leave, give her a kiss um, and everything like that. Um, I did have some um, some news to report on. Um, Samsung dropped a new Galaxy phone. Beautiful phone, beautiful display. Um, it uses an ultrasonic fingerprint scanner to unlock it, uh, meaning that they're using um, a sound waves to measure the distance, the ridges between the ridges of your finger, your fingerprint, 
And that's how when you touch it, it's only able to open so fast using sound waves. So in link, that that's what they're saying, but I'm going to put it in a more uh, metaphysical way. Um, they're using your vibration or your aura to open the phone, which is um, biometrics technology that uh, has been spoken about on a few compensatory um, callings. And um, it's just getting more and more sophisticated. And um, if they can do this with your fingerprint to unlock a phone, can they use those same sound waves to put your fingerprint on something? Um, you are dealing with white supremacists here. Um, Mr. Robbie Kraft, um, hanging out with the rappers. We read the paper. Um, um, couldn't help but laugh when I first saw it. Um, let me tell you this. Um, using his white power influence to free rapper Meek Mills from prison. Um, I turned on the NBA All-Star game, and he's at the NBA All-Star game with a big iced out diamond chain that Meek Mills gave him that says champion, um, hanging out with the rappers and the ball players, uh, all dressed up like them. I said, what the heck? So um, I said, man, white people ain't going to tolerate this from Robert Kraft. So it didn't shock me at all when the sex thing came out. I said, ah, I knew it. He was breaking the code. They, they do not let you break the code. Um, hanging out with them niggas and stuff. You got a few billion dollars. What's wrong with you? Mm. We in a nigga chain, you know. Um, either way, the NY Post had a full frontal page picture of Mr. Jesse Smollett in um, a caption under it in small bold print that said liar. Um, the editorial page vilified him, compared him to Tawana Brawley and Crystal Mangum. Um, if Smollett goes to jail, then I think Ronald T. Ronald Vichy. Yeah, Ronald T. Vichy should also go to jail. Um, there's no statutes of limitation on murder. And he admitted to lying to the police in the murder that caused the death of John Crawford. And um, that's just what it is. He admitted to it on tape. <laughs> I think um, Gus did very good work with that on the cows, compensatory calling when it happened. Um, now in New York City, two young brothers... Um, decided they were going to rob a cell phone store. Um, and they were going to use a toy gun to do it. Real bright idea. Cops come a lot faster than they thought. Um, cops see the toy gun, assume it's real. They come and shoot, and of course, they hit the guy with the gun, toy gun, I think eight times. They hit him multiple times. He survived. One of those shots hit an officer killing him. They charged both of those brothers. They found the one who was the getaway looker. Um, not even an hour later. And um, charged both of them with the murder of that cop. Even though he had a toy gun, neither of them had a real gun, and the cop killed him. Um, they, he, he, they led to the cause of events that caused that murder. So um, that's just uh, what I think about Mr. Ritchie. If Mr. Smollett has to go to jail for lying, um, I think that's an insult if Mr. Ritchie didn't have to go to jail. And I'll meet my line, guys. Thank you. We did... <clears throat> We did talk about the uh, Smollett case uh, briefly during the week as well. Very important. Uh, other folks who dialed in, if you have commentary, questions, uh, lines should be open again. You can ask about the retreat and or what has gone on the last seven days. That is generally what would happen on the compensatory call in. Others, if you have a hand up and we've not heard from you at all, proceed. Babby heard. 
Yes, ma'am. Hey, John. Uh, glad to hear everything is going well. I, I didn't hear the earlier part. I tuned in late. Did you play any of the news clips? We did not. We devoted the first 75 minutes or so to just discussing what has happened at the retreat. Okay, okay. That's wonderful. Well, um, I'm feeling, you know, a little disheartened a little more so than normal. Um, I don't know if you, well, you probably didn't because you're there, but NPR played a really good follow-up segment to the housing uh, disparities that are going on, specifically targeting targeting Philadelphia. And man, I, 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 I felt so heartbroken. I mean, I bought my house 20, 20 years ago. I've already paid it off. I was very diligent in in doing so. But to hear the issues, I mean, they they followed a young uh, black woman and a year and a half of looking. uh, They just kept dangling the carrot, making it so much more difficult for her to get qualified. Yet and still, a white producer from the show bought a house around the corner and she actually um, was interviewed and said within five minutes of talking to the lender, they approved, not only did they approve her with no hardly any money down, they were offering her $500,000. And she paid $5,000 down because of the program to get low-income buyers into the neighborhood. And she's white with a, uh, a wife. And this other woman, I mean, trying and trying, and it wasn't until she added her white girlfriend to her application who had uh, an okay credit score but no good work history, she said the the lender stopped even answering the black woman. She said the lender stopped answering her call and was answering the white girlfriend's calls eagerly and cheerfully even gave her uh, like a nickname. Her name was Mary and was calling her, Hey Mar. And it was so heartbreaking when they were talking about the banks and their lending practices and how because of their show that they did a year ago, it changed, you know, called a lot of banks to the, to the carpet. I mean, I think they said one bank, if it was Chase Bank in Philadelphia, gave out like 750 loans. And of the 750, only 11 were to black families. And just how difficult it is. And, it, I mean, if you get a chance, listen to it. It's a really it's pretty long. I actually sat in my car when I got home so I could listen to the whole thing. And, I'm, you know, I have three children. And I just keep thinking, this world, what are they going to be going into? And it's just heartbreaking. Long story short, she's in her house. And even though she's paying a, lo- a lower amount, a lower dollar amount, on, you know, loan, she has a lower loan than the NPR producer around the corner from her, she's paying hundreds of dollars. They didn't give an exact amount, but they said hundreds of dollars more on her mortgage because her bank required that she had mortgage insurance. So if you get a chance, check that out um, just to hear the numbers and like I said, a very lengthy, very detailed article. And on that, I'll mute my line. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I, I will. I guess I didn't say what I normally say. 
This is the compensatory call-in as normal. If we could not use metaphors, that would be very much appreciated. Uh, heartbreaking to the carpet. Those are metaphors. Um, with regards to the segment, uh, I'm, you, you said it was heartbreaking uh, and very disheartening uh, to hear. Uh, I, I think those type of segments, sometimes that's what they're designed for. Uh, to me, it's almost akin to the videos showing black people being shot and killed uh, of just designed to show black people in despair and being mistreated. Uh, that that all of those statistics are not new. Like they have. I think I've been saying for some years on the program, that's one of the things that racists demonstrate extraordinary skill at finding different schemes of stealing property from black people. That's one of the reasons right there why the yoga retreat was moved from Tennessee to Virginia. White people stealing, attacking black property owners. Uh, that is the entire history of white terrorism. Uh, and I think at least my view is that just understanding that's what it means to be white. That's what they've done for the entire history of racism, white supremacy, and that's what they'll do until we solve this problem. But I think Dr. Welsing, she did also often say she was mentioned a lot over the retreat. Uh, be not discouraged. Uh, if that I mean, that information is devastating, that sort of ins uh, insecurity where they do exactly what Mr. Fuller talked about. They keep those niggers on the move. Exactly. Uh, and that's what they'll continue to do until we solve this problem. So I hope that's part of the mot motivation. I hope that that sort of thing doesn't have us discouraged. I hope that has us motivated to say, yep, that's white people waging war against us. And I'm going to be motivated to solve this problem as soon as possible. Others that we have missed completely. Uh, if you have a hand up, if you have commentary to share, line should be open. Proceed. Gabby Heard. Retired firefighter info. You were mentioned. They said, man, see, we could be doing yoga with retired firefighter spot in Florida. Maybe they said, in fact, they said specifically, they said retired fire for uh, retired firefighter. That is a resourceful fella. I think he could find a spot down there where we could get 15 to 20 people in a black owned property. Let's see if he can help us find a Florida spot. That is your assignment, sir. Is that something you can work on in your uh, what they call, quote unquote, free time? Uh, yes, uh, I, I uh, what comes to my mind is uh, the uh, property that I'm sitting in right now. <laughs> uh, one thing is going to have is going to have a new roof <laughs> on it, <laughs> uh, and uh, it can possibly fit uh, fifteen people. Uh, I'm kind of joking, but uh, uh, then again, it, it, it is possible they, it can it can fit uh, you know a number of people in uh, the different rooms. Uh, what are y'all sleeping on? In the actual beds or some sort of, 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 of some sort of other apparatus other than a quote unquote bed? We have uh, air mattresses and a okay, okay, fold out sofa. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, it just came to my mind. You know, the the, the house that uh, under the 
system of racist white supremacy that I'm allowed to uh, have paid a mortgage on, <laughs> for one thing. And then again, it's, it's several other uh, uh, non-white uh, black people uh, that I know personally and have been knowing for about 25, 30 years, Mr. Clark being one of them, that uh, we definitely can come up with something, that's for sure, uh, to uh, come right to uh, Miami-Dade County. Uh, I was just thinking about uh, hearing the reports uh, from uh, yourself and the, uh, the other participants who was able to make it there on, on uh, the, uh, the lack of discontentment and or uh, any type of uh, uh, problems or anything, it's probably because from indirect or direct filtering, constructive filtering that took place uh, in the process. Uh, I, I'm thinking about it because I, I probably have been a caller slash listener of the cow since its beginning that I can, that I can think of, uh, the whole 10 years. And if you can sit, sit there and listen and pay attention and participate into something that we identify as racism and a functional form of white supremacy, that right there would eliminate a lot of people uh, in the in the first place, if you just sit there and listen and participate, that's going to eliminate a lot of non-white people, unfortunately. Uh, and then, uh, from the standpoint of the different uh, types of programming uh, that you have laid out, uh, uh, with the you know book reading, uh, guests, the different types of guests. Uh, it's, it's, that's a filtering process. Uh, so I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised about there not being, and plus the environment. Uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, the area where, uh, everybody is at is, it's a, it's a rural type of area. Uh, so it's not a whole lot of distractions. Uh, uh, and, uh, you're probably, or what, about an hour away from a airport? <laughs> we are, I think it was one hour and eight minutes from the airport. Yeah, see, I, 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 had, I had an experience with that when I went to uh, college. Uh, that was my first time even leaving out of Miami-Dade County that I can recall. And uh, you're talking about when you get to, let's say, undergraduate, when you get to the airport at Will Rogers Airport in Oklahoma City, it's 50, it's 50 miles before you get to Langston, you know, to the college itself. And then what you have in that type of environment, you have a situation, you have a whole lot of young people, quote unquote, young people who are basically are talking about their future plans in a constructive manner. What, why am I way out here? What I'm, what I plan on doing, what I have to do in order to graduate. And this is a quote unquote historical black college. Uh, atmosphere. I went to two of them, and uh, so the, the the content, the 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 level of conflict is going to go down because because you can be other, you can make other choices on where you want to be at, and so therefore something like that, you're making a choice to succeed into it, and I can see the same thing with the uh, 
the cows retreat. You know, as far as they're concerned, it's a. Am I making sense on what I'm saying? On on what I'm what I'm meaning, and hopefully I'm not. It's not a a, a, a metaphor. What I'm talking about this filtering process that's going to have people in one spot that has a like mind uh, intent uh, in the in in the way they're going to verbally and physically having be in contact with one another. So it's 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 it it it's epitomizes what counter racist counter racist uh interaction is supposed to be about. That's that's what that's what I'm trying to say. Uh and so it's actually an experiment that needs to continuously to happen uh whether you're with another non white person or by yourself. And uh so uh that that's just my thoughts on that. Otherwise, uh as uh uh Mr. Thomas uh stated that he's uh here in South Florida and uh even when he first expressed it to me that he was going to uh make the trip down here, I thought about you know, it may be a situation where we can meet and I would uh uh take him on what I have labeled as a uh, capitulatory counter-racist tour of the South Florida area. I would start in the southernmost part uh, of uh, Miami-Dade County, or at least, well, close to southernmost part. Southernmost part would be Key West, which is a little bit too far for me, but it would be somewhere uh, just south of where I grew up at, and I would start from that area to north and go by certain sites and basically comment on what took place in this area uh, and have the op- observing uh, the people that are in the particular area in the present state and then move on to the next significant area, uh, that sort of thing. So he would have a, uh, in a short period of time that we'd be in contact with one another, uh, uh, he would have a uh, the most comprehensive understanding based on a dummy like myself uh, uh, as best as I can do. Uh, so he would have some sort of uh, understanding of, uh, of the, uh, how the global system of racist white supremacy uh, has made an a impact on this part, this small part of the world. And uh, that's my report. Thank you for listening. Much obliged. We'll see if retired firefighter find us a location, perhaps even his own uh, residence or someplace else. Florida might be possible. Definitely wouldn't be in the summertime. I'm no fan of Florida summers. Been there, done that. No thanks. But <laughs> autumn, we could definitely see. Well, I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Gus. Uh, uh, it can it can it, it is eighty degrees in South Florida right now, and from from my understanding, it still is winter. So nowadays, that can happen. You know, eighty degrees can come up anytime uh, during the year. But nevertheless, you know, I mean, hopefully, uh, if that's a deciding factor, uh, I would definitely get on it. And uh, I'm pretty sure with the people that I have in contact with. Uh, we can come up with something uh, 
an arrangement that uh, would uh, would would uh, be accommodating for anybody who wants to come down here. Right on. We'll check on that uh, as we go for Florida. I definitely would trade 80 degrees now for mud. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Other folks who dialed in, if we've not heard from you at all, if you have commentary, proceed. Can I be heard? Yes, sir. Awesome. Uh, yeah, this is Ken Steele, and I'm broadcasting, um, or I'm, I guess, joining you guys live from uh, Los Angeles. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, there were some really interesting discussions that went on in the area of discussion of politics. And uh, recently, there's just been this push by, I guess, uh, people in the uh, Democratic Party to address this uh, um, desire for uh, reparations that's been made, um, I guess, more um, pronounced in this election cycle. Um, people are asking for a, a black agenda in the political discussion. And I think at every, uh, every time it gets addressed, even um, as explicitly as they can, as these politicians can do it, they, they find some way to, uh, I guess the word I'm going to use is finagle some other groups in there or not address the um, problem of white supremacy at all. And uh, the latest politician to try to address um, the desire for reparations has been Elizabeth Warren. And she says that she wants to um, form a, uh, I guess, some sort of program uh, where Title II of her um, of her proposed bill establishes a new fund within the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development to be determined. Uh, the this to be determined purse would provide down payment assistance for first-time home buyers in communities that were once subject to redlining. And basically, they outline a program that sounds a lot like the um, loan program that was discussed on the program uh, last week whereby they were they assigned certain zones that were uh, i guess once affected by um, blight or uh, once uh, determined to be distressed and then uh, basically developers found some way to take all of the money and uh, um, do it for their benefit this sounds like a, a national uh, or a, a federal level program um, that's doing the same thing. And I'm just wondering how that would address reparations when in these areas that were subject to redlining, um, much of them have been gentrified already. So there are populations that didn't, uh, that haven't been in those areas for a long time anyway, and they would still be considered, uh, you know, uh, distressed or low income. If they're using, depending on what records that they're using. So I'm, I'm 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 not impressed by uh, the way that they finagled the word uh, reparations into this discussion. And then on top of that, um, it says that uh, Elizabeth Warren says that Native Americans should be uh, part of the conversation 
uh, on reparations. So I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very distressed at the focus of, you know, black people, uh, the people who are uh, victims of racism uh, being uh, properly addressed in any sort of discussion about uh, reparations in, po- uh, in politics uh, t- in today's political climate. So I, I just, um, I think that they're going to use the word reparations to try to uh, trick black people into voting for these uh, candidates. And I don't think that uh, uh, reparations will seriously be addressed. I think that there's a group of people that are calling themselves ADOS that are um, uh, bringing this conversation about. And I think it's very interesting uh, the uh, how, how far that they've come along in the political discussion. However, I think um, there's just a, a lot of potential for uh, the term ADOS, or American Descendants of Slaves, to be co-opted by uh, people who are classified as white. Um, they can easily produce tests that will say, hey, you have a an ancestor that was uh, a, a black slave as well, and you are technically 132th or 116th or uh, some percentage of black, and you are entitled to reparations as well. So I think that uh, there needs to be more consideration, more thought put into uh, exactly how do we address uh, you know who is uh, who is being discussed here, and I think there needs to be consideration for the fact that uh, who is uh, being discussed are black, and uh, I think it also needs to be discussed is who is black because if we're going to go by American descendants of slaves, then there's just way too much room for white people to uh, come in and uh, make a claim uh, as ancestry as they have in the cases of Native Americans and uh, even, you know, uh, some other cases that I'm not aware of. So, um, oh, and, and you know, it, it, this claim of, of minority and everything like that. So uh, I think that ADOS is a really good start to a conversation that needs to be had, and I think it needs to be refined a little bit more um, to seriously address the people who need uh, to uh, to be repaired. Um, and uh, I'll go ahead and uh, mute my line. Much obliged, Mr. Steele. Number again, 641-715-3640. The code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you would like to participate. Uh, my thoughts on reparations, uh, and that can mean a lot of different things. Some people have specific definitions for uh, specific sums of money. Other people uh, would like resources made available. Uh, my view is replace white supremacy with justice. Uh, I could see a lot of different scenarios, and that confusion that you just talked about, that's exactly what I would expect from racists, where they could provide quote-unquote reparations in a variety of forms 
that do not solve the problem, uh, whether they could give out a million dollars to every other black person, to every black person. They could do it in a lot of different ways, and we could still have the system of racism, white supremacy. Uh, and then gloat that we've already done reparations. Uh, so I don't think that they, like everything else, I don't think they will do the correct thing. So I would, in my view, I think it's best to just focus on replace white supremacy with justice. But yeah, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, anyone, it would not surprise me at all. Anything that happens with conversations on reparations. Uh, other folks who dialed in, if you have commentary to share, if we missed you at all, uh, you should speak up. Can't be heard. Yes, sir. Greetings, guys. Greetings to all the callers and the listeners. This is in Yame in Nebraska. Um, I want to say congratulations on 10 years of uh, the cows bringing constructive information to victims of racism, white supremacy. Uh, I was listening in the uh, archives uh, day before yesterday, an interview you had with the author of a book titled Hitler's Black Victims. And I remember at the end, um, you were discussing uh, some of the trials you had doing the show with no computer, no phone, and you were even uh, considering ending the show by a certain date if you couldn't, you know, get the resources you need to continue doing it. And I'm thinking, you know, that was quite a while ago, and it seems that, you know, the, that was taken care of, and you've been able to um, uh, do a lot more constructive work uh, sent from uh, a lot of more of the interviews that I've been listening to in the archives. So, um, and now, you know, the yoga retreat with, uh, other, uh, attempted kind of races. And I just, just, uh, hope to see as long as, uh, the system of racism, and white supremacy is going on, non-white people will have, uh, shows and, um, other platforms like the cows to attempt to counter, racism and bring about a system of justice. So I want to say again, uh, congratulations. Your hard work is appreciated. Um, as far as the compensatory call-in specifically, uh, I did uh, share with you over Facebook earlier this week an article about a teacher, uh, a white male teacher who's uh, being accused of pulling out the braids of a non-white, uh, black, 11-year-old female uh, at the school over the students spraying perfume on each other in the uh, bathroom. I guess the, uh, the smell of the perfume was activating his allergies. Um, I guess he forced the student out physically into the hallway, uh, violently pushed her, and then tripped and fell is the story. And, and somewhere in there, he must have pulled out her braids, but she went and told her mother, and the mother seen she'd had bald spots in her hair. And come to find out, the mother had been a substitute teacher at this school, which uh, is titled White Horse Middle School. And um, no one from the school called her or tried to provide medical attention to the young female. And of... Uh, all places this happened was in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, that, that's no surprise there. But um, it, being here in Nebraska, um, 
it makes me think of Malcolm X's quote that uh, he says only a fool would allow his enemy to educate his children. And uh, I try with my children to um, homeschool them as best as I can. Uh, and um, I I'm not sure how well that's going to work out because I have uh, limited resources. But with incidents like this, and I've been raised here in Lincoln, Nebraska, uh, most of my life, and I've been able to see how uh how interactions with white people can lead to much confusion and we we battle it um every day you know we try to counter it every day in every little way and i worry for my children especially with incidents like this where the teachers don't leave and they're invest uh they're investigating whether or not they may press charges but you know there's a lot more things that the white people can do to us and our children um, the mother is seeking uh, compensation, possibly through a lawsuit. But the child, they say the child is very afraid to return to the school. So, um, uh, again, uh, uh, today uh, we held a um, African History Month uh, observation to try to educate our people more about uh, so-called black history uh, prior to uh, uh, the transatlantic slave trade, and today there was also happened to be a blizzard. So I heard retired firefighters say there was 80-degree weather in Florida, and in Virginia you guys are dealing with a lot of rain and a lot of mud. Well, in Nebraska today we got hit with a blizzard, um, about six-plus inches of snow in two hours. So it was raining a little bit when we went into the program, and when we left, it, you know, snow was everywhere ice everywhere and i think it just stopped uh within the last hour but um man there was there were quite a few people who showed up and we did our best to share constructive information and when it was over i i was talking to one of the members of the organization that we're with um and we were saying if if more people were as dedicated as these people were to get this information today to come through this blizzard. Racism and white supremacy will have a major problem on its hand. Um, and that's, that's all I wanted to share. And I, uh, again, I wanted to thank you for your hard work and, uh, and your contributions and I'll mute my line. Much obliged. Thank you kindly, sir. I hope the broadcast has been, continues to be worthy of your time and energy. Uh, problem on its hand is a metaphor. Uh, for the folks listening at the retreat, there is banana nut bread. I think that was baked fresh. You can nab some as you are listening. Uh, that is so, I guess, ironic, humorous that we just talked about at the retreat. R. Kelly, or not R. Kelly, but we just talked about... Uh, Gus not having a phone earlier on in the program, not having a computer, uh, and I guess saying that to emphasize um, not being a spectator with regards to racism, white supremacy, and trying to get out and make sure you do as much as you can uh, towards solving the problem. So, yeah, I think that's super important. Uh, other folks who dialed in, if you have comments, questions, folks that we missed completely,
let's see. I think we nabbed the early folks, at least. Did we get through without any commentary on Mr. Robert Kraft and R. Kelly? I thought folks would certainly have quite a bit more uh, to say about those two incidents. Did that did that not register for folks who were listening over the week? Well, can I say uh, something about that, Gus? Yes, sir. Thomas in New York. Yeah, um, it didn't shock me with R. Kelly. I know once um, white media um, villainizes you, they spend time to, and money to put out a five-part, six-part docuseries. That's, they do that to destroy your credibility. And once they destroy your credibility, then they could come after you for anything regardless because, you know, public opinion of you is so tainted that they say they don't care. And um, they tried this with, um, they did this with Bill Cosby. Did they not the same tactic? Michael Jackson was able to get away somewhat, but he's dead, um, dead now, but um, same tactic. Um, when you don't do what they want you to do, uh, especially, and like the trend is, once you become the owner of your masters, like R. Kelly did this year, they come after you. Um, it, it doesn't feel. And anyone who's able to own their masters um, and live and not have them come after them, they work with them. Um, that's the only way it works. Um, and Gus, I want to thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart because um, one thing more than anything, even um, learning about white supremacy and um, counter racist um, tactics and measures, um, what this show has taught me was patience. And I was a very impatient person, but if you could sit down and listen to a three-hour show, you know, and patiently listen and pay attention, um, and um, just the way you carry yourself and the way you ask questions is um, always been totally amazing to me. Um, um, especially um, my favorite is always when you have white guests. I mean, you do it the best, and um, you know, I just really think that. Um, um, from the bottom of my heart, I, I, I truly love you for that because um, I practice the same tactics, counter-racist tactics. It works in my relationship just as well. You know what I'm saying? You're just to expect the worst sometimes. You know, you're dealing with the black in America. You're, you're trying to have black love. It just doesn't always work out, you know, always the best way, you know, and it works the same way it does. Uh, workplace racism, just, you know, being able to, to deal with um, people um, of dominant society, as they say, um, much more effectively. Um, and I thank you for that from the bottom of my heart. Um, last thing I wanted to say is, yes, Mr. Firefighter is right. It's about 84 degrees. I'm out here by the poolside. And when I left New York, it was snowing. <laughs> so I'm very happy to be here right now. I'll mute my line. Much obliged, Thomas in New York. I did make an error. Thomas in New York had mentioned Mr. Kraft uh, and uh, his theory that this was punishment uh, for hanging with the Negro uh, Meek Mill uh, that, oh, no, you're not going to be out doing that. There are consequences for violating the racist code of conduct. Uh, the caller at three zero nine eight three zero nine eight. Did you have uh, commentary? You should be with us. Yes. Can I be heard? Yes, sir. All right. Good evening, everybody. Uh, thank you for taking our call. 
uh, I would like to amplify Ms. Uh, Thomas's uh, comments as to helping helping me personally um, learn to grow and be more patient in my interaction with uh, black people, specifically in normally in general. Um, Building election, I want to commend all the participants in the retreat right now. I, I really do wish I was able to go, but next time. Um, on to some of the stuff. Um, I wanted to I make a callback. Um, I think sometime maybe three or four weeks ago, you had um, maybe a um, rhetorical question you had to ask about Dr. Corner West. And I actually remembered um, after the show, he had um, appeared um, at uh Senator Bernie Sanders um think tank in in Vermont like in December, some late November, December, so that was his that was his appearance and uh it was covered by your your BFF Amy Goodman. So I want to add add that. Um uh again amplifying from Mr Mr Thomas's uh, comments which I find it fascinating the New York Post with uh contrast with the smaller to um uh, to want to boy and this um, man as opposed to the self-racers who met assault, such as uh, Susan Smith, Charles Smith, and Jesse Anderson, who fabricated hoaxes to cover up the misdeed, cover up the actions of Nancy Susan later. These um, so, so-called black racial hoaxes have centered around harm to them as persons, the person the big people as persons, as compared to the white liars who cause harm to others or have harmed others. And then, um, like I said, while Mr. Smollett has been, um, like I said, like this, dominating the, uh, the news cycle, as they call it, not much coverage has been given to the other one. I don't know if you guys have been able to get the news about um, the Coast Guard, Coast Guard officer, Christopher Hassan, who had a, a mass in arsenal and compiled a list of tender targets and has been reported to have been influenced by Andrew Berwick. So they said that's something else that, you know, again, I guess to be expected and to be paid attention to. And uh, I want to offer a brief update to one of workplace racism that I called in and uh, wrote in about. And I did follow follow the suggestion to um, question the uh, suspect races. And he uh, said he would consider me for further overtime. Um, in the future. Subsequently, I've been invited to participate twice in the past week, so I was uh, share, those, share those items. Now, participate. Thank you. You've been everybody. Wait, uh, hold on a second. So you said you've been uh, invited yes, to par- participate in overtime. That means you got overtime shifts. Yes. Oh, okay. Outstanding. Yes. Outstanding. Uh, I'm glad to hear it. We didn't. I, we didn't have workplace uh, race. Uh, we didn't have the workplace racism broadcast. This week, workplace racism was the theme at the 2019 yoga retreat. Workplace racism will be back next Friday. But uh, if I remember that correctly, it was you were not getting overtime shifts. Just for listeners, you were not getting overtime shifts. Uh This service is provided in high definition. Access code accepted. The recording has started. Yo, brother, you better get up and run. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's usually a rat. <laughs> so when I see some well, of well, uh, <laughs> New York may have their rats. Gus is but, back. Uh, Much oh, obliged. Gus back? 
Yes, sir. Okay. Rats in New York. My goodness. Uh, I was saying before uh, my line got disconnected, uh, I was going to ask, well, I said, number one, uh, for people, if you could make sure you do not uh, wait till the last moment, if you have questions or comments, uh, we do have yoga that we are waiting to get to. I was going to ask the folks at the retreat a question, uh, but still trying to nab folks that we've not heard from at all. Uh, Henry in Chicago, uh, if you have commentary, Pam, Pamela Evans-Harris. Chicago resident. She was mentioned at the retreat uh, many times. Uh, she would have been with us at the retreat. I am certain I do not like speaking for other people, but I'm very sure uh, Pam would have been with us uh, if she was still here. Henry in Chicago, did you have commentary, sir? Uh, can I be heard? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, greetings, Gus. Uh, greetings to uh, <clears throat> all the uh, callers and listeners. Uh, and also greetings to everybody uh, at the retreat as well. I uh, want to uh, congratulate you on 10 years. I've only been listening to the cows for, for three years now. Um, and I know, Gus, you, uh, I might be wrong, but I know you said you weren't too sure if, you know, it would be congratulatory to have the show on for 10 years because the whole purpose of the show is to replace the system of white supremacy uh, with justice. But I will say this, um, since listening to the show, uh, I've, I've also uh, had a different perspective uh, of looking at white supremacy uh, in the sense of how it has affected, you know, my life and also to how I can approach it uh, in, a codified, in a codified way. Uh, I don't agree with everything, but I most of the stuff that we uh, that has been talked about on the show it's it's very constructive uh, constructive uh, effort uh, to uh, replacing the system of uh, white supremacy with justice so uh, I thank you for that um, because you have uh, you have uh, I've seen a lot yeah well I've listening to the show I've, 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 I've uh, know a lot of things to look for uh, also to uh, I think one of the things that uh, on the show uh, that that really intrigued me was the book club. Um, I'm a I'm an avid reader, and uh, and that's what kind of caught me onto the show is is the book club and the the choice of books that that had been chosen and the way uh, um, the way uh, you and the callers kind of break down the books uh, in a in a way that I I haven't seen some of the books I've already read. And, uh, you know uh, the, the the commentary on it and the the, the careful detail <clears throat> uh, textual criticism uh, of the books uh, being read is is something very constructive. So uh, that is all I had right now. Me more like much obliged, sir. Number again six four one seven one five three six four zero. The code five six four. Nine four three pound. Press star six one if you would like to participate. Uh, so uh, I, the question I was going to ask uh, the folks at the retreat: uh, Did anyone have to? Oh, and I even wanted to. I could not neglect mentioning uh, one of our participants brought the ISIS papers, Doctor Welsing, and the code book. Mr. Fuller and the word guide. 
what can I say? So I was going to ask uh, folks at the retreat, did anybody have to provide an expl- uh, explanation, justification to any friends, family members uh, about your attendance at a plant-based yoga retreat uh, in the boondocks of Virginia? Uh, Did anybody have to provide an explanation to family or friends uh, as to why they were coming to such an event? This is uh, a B Diddy from Houston. So I didn't have an obligation or have to provide an explanation, but I did tell a friend of mine who was aware that I'm interested in solving this problem, um, someone who I try to talk constructively to about racism, that I was coming to a retreat where racism would be the main uh, topic. And he wasn't that surprised, uh, but he did give me a look as, to what else are we going to talk about for the three or four days that I will be here? Because, you know, racism, there's not enough in racism for it to last, the discussion to last for an entire weekend. And uh, I think that's the the sentiment that a lot of people, um, a lot of black people have that, you know, racism is an isolated event. It appears every now and again in certain areas, um, but it's not, they don't think of it from a systems perspective. Um, so there wasn't a surprise that I would be attending something like this. Um, as far as my mother or anyone else that's close to me is of concern, I didn't tell them that I was coming to a, a racism retreat. Um, they have that type of opinion about racism. Again, that it's not a big deal. Uh, keep your head down, work hard, um, change your attitude, and, you know, the racism or the oppression will feel better and they don't necessarily say those words but they say words that are that are relative to that um my job i just uh took vacation um in corporate america at least where i work um it's almost uh, against their code of conduct to ask a person why are they taking vacation or um why are they calling in sick if it's not excessive at least um so again i didn't have an obligation or have to provide an explanation to anyone um, I did tell one person, and the reaction, um, uh, he gave me the reaction that I thought that he would give. Uh, I didn't have to provide an explanation to anyone either. This is uh, Ms. Tien. Um I always uh, talk about the cows and speak of Gus like he's my uh, BFF. So, uh Everybody was like excited and uh, was like, "You get to meet Gus finally!" So, yeah, I didn't have to provide any explanations. Um, for the most part, I did not have to provide an explanation, but I will say, um, before I knew I was coming to this retreat, I remember having a conversation with my sister about something that happened to me at work. And her response was, you focus too much on this racism thing, you need to focus on your career. And um, when I um, decided to take time off of work, um, at some point my manager asked asked me if I would be back at a certain time and asked me about where I was going. I simply said I was going out of town for um, for personal reasons. I didn't 
feel a need to really explain what I was doing with my own personal time that I had earned. And um, one more thing I would add is um, I did, to a certain degree, tell my brother-in-law that we were coming to this retreat because he is a yoga instructor. Now, um, I will say this. um, He felt that, you know, when I share with him the context of this yoga retreat, he felt that it was not a good retreat to go to um, because he felt the subject matter was, uh, was inappropriate. He felt that if you are going to have a retreat in such a way, it should allow for racial healing and that uh, white people and black people should both be able to get something out of it. Personally, I did not engage what he thought about the retreat. I merely listened to him and simply noted what he said. Personally, I am not interested in racial healing, but I didn't feel a need to tell him that either. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, So I didn't have to um, do a whole lot of explaining. I told my family that I was uh, coming out here to Virginia uh, to the Cal's retreat. Uh, Mom thought it was nice. Uh, she I thought it would be good for uh, for me to, since I'm involved with the Cal's, I think it's an important program. Yeah, she thought it would be nice for me to come out and spend the time that I how I felt I should be spending my time. But she also was concerned just because white people are white people, white people kill black people, and that seriously. You do have to be careful grouping up and knowing where you are. You have to be careful tracking, figuring out where white people are. Are they following you? All that sort of thing. But um, so she was concerned, but she was happy, you know, that I was going. And now that I'm here, uh, she's expressed um, that she's happy that I'm happy, um, which is kind, of, which is cool. Uh, my job, um, I'm a musician. Uh, out um, along with other. I think, but I'm a musician, so my brother's a more talented musician than I am. So uh, the gigs that I'm missing, uh, he's covering for me. And since he's, like I said, he's a more talented musician, so nobody's upset. Um, With me, my employers actually sponsored me to come to this retreat which is <laughs> yeah um, I know they're listening so thank you um they sponsored me to come to this retreat because they believe that it would be something good for me um to do seeing as I'm from another country and I told my family from home that I'd be doing this and they're completely supportive of everything I usually do anyway but with this I was a bit you know I didn't know whether they would support me or not, but they were actually very supportive and understanding of what I'm doing, and they understand that this is my journey. So, yeah, it's been really good. Yeah. I think that's it. Spectacular context of white supremacy. Uh, Draptomania, did you have commentary you wanted to share? You should be with us. Hi, um, this is Jatamania. Um, I just wanted to say um, uh, hi to you and the guests, and I'm, I'm happy to hear that your uh, retreat is a success. 
and um, hopefully you'll be able to have many more. Um, you know, uh, maybe in the foreseeable future, I might be able to attend something with you, um, uh, with the, you and the rest of the guests. Um, I basically just called because I wanted to um, um, just give some information that um, I um, was um, researching some um, like audio books on. YouTube, and you can actually, because you brought up um, the ice escapers, and there's somebody that um, um, actually did uh, the reading of um, the whole entire um, ISIS, paper, uh, ISIS papers books on um, book on uh, YouTube. So uh, if any of you, you or your guests, is interested in listening to an audio book of the ISIS papers, you can find it on YouTube. And that's all I really wanted to share. I had some um, incidents um, with workplace, but um, I'll talk about that um, next week. And I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. And, um, uh, yeah, it's raining. It's very, very nasty where I'm at also. It's been raining, like, for, like, days now. But, um, yeah, that's, um, you know, what you're dealing with um, with the whole 9 o'clock issue. I have to, that's what I have to go through every time I'm listening to your show. So, yeah. And now you get the opportunity to see, you know, what us on the East Coast have to deal with, guys. <laughs> so that's all I have to share. Thank you. It would not be at this time if Gus lived on the East Coast. Not at all. I'm not sure about Central, but definitely. Yeah, I'm not sure about Central either. Very different experience saying that this program comes on at 9 p.m. Eastern and actually experiencing this program coming on at 9 p.m. Eastern. Wow. Woo. Uh, let's see. Uh, Red in Nevada, did you have, uh, I guess, either things related to what happened this week or retreat-related questions? Um, yeah. Oh, I I wanted to make a comment about uh, Mr. Smollett. Um, that was actually on he, – he was like one of the featured stories. So basically with the Las Vegas uh, Sun or Las Vegas Review, I forgot, um, the actual the, the Las Vegas paper, newspaper, um, at the top of the paper, like run, right underneath the paper name, they'll feature like two different stories, and usually they'll have a picture of the person. And they had like his picture under like national news. Um, which I thought was uh, was interesting. Like, why would that be national news um, versus um, I forgot some one of the Trump's administration people? They're going going to be going to jail. So I thought that that was interesting. Why it took president? Uh, why he took president over um, someone in the Trump cabinet, basically, or what have you, um, going to jail? Um, I know people have been mentioning weather. Uh, I think it was actually. It was a couple of days last week. There have been snow um, in Las Vegas and like the surrounding areas like um, Henderson and Elkhorn. Um, so that was interesting. And uh, so coming from Ohio where we would have like, you know, at least a foot of snow and school would, you know, keep going um, here in Las Vegas, there was um, barely enough snow to stick to the ground. It really didn't really even stick to the ground and they were um, canceling like the after school programs. And then on, actually it snowed on Thursday. Um, that was, cause I forgot what day it snowed on Thursday. And then um, they canceled school on Friday. And by the time Friday came, um, 
the snow had already melted. So you wouldn't even know that there was snow at all unless you were looking at like the the mountain caps. You can barely see like some white mountain caps in the distance when they're usually like um, like the brown or gray or whatever. Um, that's all I have. Thank you for allowing me to share again. Snow. They had a blizzard in Nebraska and snow in Las Vegas, of all places. Uh, I'm... I'm just hoping that the weather will cooperate so that I can fly back safely. Everyone who is here uh, in Drewville at the Nat Turner Library uh, will be able to, to fly uh, and or drive back safely uh, with no weather problems. Wow. And that's an excellent point about what becomes, quote unquote, national news, uh, the situation uh, with Justin uh, Smollett, I think they were they were talking about felony time for him, as I thought before. And again, I think that'll be weaponized uh, against black people that every single uh, black person is lying if they report some sort of charge that they have been abused, victimized in any sort of way that, you know, this is another nigra not to be believed. Uh, if we have. Other folks, comments, questions, uh, things that happened over the past week or comments about the retreat, feel free. Oh, and uh, even before I nab, uh, the caller at 5997, it was background noise on your line. That was why I uh, muted your line. Did you have uh, anything else, a comment or question that you need to get in? It was just background noise with, uh, with your line, ma'am. Oh, okay. No, no. Um, I muted it right away. So maybe because I had you on speaker in the car, that maybe that's what it was. But I muted you immediately. But no, no, I thank you for um, the commentary you did give, though, regarding those um, statistics and those type of programming and what its intention is. Because as you were saying that, I'm like, yeah, man, I, I, I did, you know, it worked on me today. I'll just say that, but I will definitely keep it in mind. And um, I did order the uh, compensatory um, code book as a word guide this week. So I'm excited. I got my notification yesterday from PayPal that it's being shipped to me. So I am really excited to have that in hand and to be able to read it for myself and for my children. So thank you producejustice.com uh, if you need word guide code book uh, we have a copy of each here with us right now uh, producejustice.com uh, if you need a copy of Mr. Fuller's work reading is more important than watching television that has been said a few times at the retreat over the past few days uh, and I will check out the uh, NPR report but it's just Weiss they have so many statistics on how they keep black people from having quality housing. And it's not like this is a new thing. They have these sort of reports spanning decades, you know, just long, long periods of time where they, yep, we are doing an outstanding job of keeping these Negras without a roof over their head. Call her in Florida. This is, uh, it's almost like they're bragging in my opinion. I think we've discussed this before over the years uh, that when they make these sort of reports, it's almost like they are congratulating themselves for a job well done. Things are working exactly as they should be on the plantation. The Negras are homeless or about to be. Uh, oh, and really quick, so that's, um, 
Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Um, they did mention, they did talk about extensively uh, the gentrification and how that works. And I honestly, I didn't really understand how it works because it's happening um, big time or, you know, very much down here in South Florida in the predominantly black areas. And I did not understand that they were lowering the interest and they were giving very, very low mortgages. And I was, I, I did not know that. And they had one particular woman who said, you know, she makes enough money. She has her home, but it needs a lot of work. And they kind of, what they went through over her windows are leaking, letting in cold air and rain. Um, the, 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 the circuit box is hanging on by a thread. The house, needs so much work and she has over two hundred thousand dollars in equity in her home and she just asked for a thirty thousand dollar home improvement loan and she was denied and they did and I, I did notice that they really quickly dropped in a really quick segment where someone came in i don't know who it was but they were saying and because her house will not be up to code by them not giving her the loan then it'll tack on fines that she'll be unable to pay and ultimately losing her home. So that is exactly what it is intended to do. You are absolutely right. They said it right there in the program. And she, this is where a long-term resident will lose her home and some white person will come in through gentrification and, you know, take it right for little or nothing. Lose her home. Absolute right. I'll mute my line. Yes, ma'am. Florida again. See? Uh, hanging on by a thread. That is a metaphor. Uh, but yeah, they are experts uh, at varying ways of uh, stealing property from black people. Uh, they, as I said, it's, in my view, it's like they are bragging uh, about their skill uh, at doing this uh, when they make those types of uh, reports. And again, uh, let's make an effort to not allow that uh, to siphon our motivation uh, from solving the problem. Uh, other folks, uh, I'll look out for <clears throat> people that we missed totally. But if other folks, do you have other questions, comments you want to make sure we get in? Last, we have a little less than 30 minutes left in the broadcast. Any other comments, questions, folks want to make sure they get in? I did want to say one more, uh, a couple more things about song. The white LGBT and um, the neoliberal white media um, villainized all the blacks who came out and had a problem with believing Mr. Smollett's initial story, who had questioned it. You know, how dare you question him? Um, and they wanted to make a point to make this about sex and not race. You know, they wanted to add in the sexual context uh, that they called him uh, the F word. Um, and um, now this is all about race. Where's the white LGBT groups at? None of them are supporting him. Um, this is how it always works. Um, and um, with the, I heard Mr. Steele, I saw an a interview with this white lady. It's not even important to tell you her name. She's running for president, and she wanted to give black people reparations. And um, she was being interviewed by um, a black person who 
um, I'm not a big fan of because they had negative things to say about Dr. Wellesley, um, um, Miss Carnell. Um, but uh, on Tone Talk on YouTube, and um, they let her get away with saying um, white people are ignorant, no question. Um, they let her get away with um, saying this about class, and uh, they also let her get away with separating herself, a white Jew, from white people, like, you know, not us Jewish people, like MC Search did on your show, Gus. Um, so I just thought that was very interesting. Um, the talk about reparations, though, I'm glad that the conversation is um, being had. Um, I heard someone mention about the ADOS, the American, um, American Descendants of Slavery. Um, I think they could just drop the DOS part. Um, but I do think that um, all movements have identity, and um, people have to identify themselves. Unfortunately, us, you know, we, we call ourselves what someone else calls us. We haven't created our identity for ourselves yet, so I, I'm happy that that's happening at least. Um, and um, I think that if they're looking for one of these politicians to run on a black agenda, then they might as well take the stance that I've taken that they might so just leave politics alone. That's never going to happen in America. And even if they did, they wouldn't have a chance <laughs> of winning. So um, that's all I want to say, Gus. And you guys enjoy your retreat. Hopefully the weather gets better for you. Much obliged. <clears throat> Excuse me. Much obliged, good sir. <clears throat> uh, one thing that I will say, uh, and it's in the same uh, spirit, really, as uh, this broadcast, the compensatory calling specifically uh, that I'm talking about. So many times over the past decade, uh, I've heard victims of racism. That's how this broadcast specifically came about. Victims of racism saying, man, I don't have people to talk to. I'm not able to talk to family, friends about racism, white supremacy. They think that I'm crazy uh, or tell me that it's not that big a deal or focus on other things. Heard this you know, so many times I can't even recall. Uh, that's how the compensatory call-in started. Similar notion went into the retreat, and that has been mentioned so many times. Uh, people saying that they just are not able uh, to speak with other people about these ideas, not even necessarily saying the cow specifically, but just counter racism in general, racism, white supremacy. Um, that that has been grand uh, to see. Although I think I, I have paused so many times over the past uh, three days uh, at seeing uh, different groups uh, of black people, victims of white supremacy, uh, discussing the problem uh, in a serious, constructive manner, at least in my view, uh, happening, as I said, simultaneously, uh, and people having uh, the folks to share these ideas. Hugely important. Uh, I think I've said that for some time. I think it's important to have a metric a gauge in terms of how you your uh, how you yourself uh, determine whether or not you are being effective uh, with regards to the work that you do discussing racism, white supremacy. I think for so many people saying that you uh, don't have other black people to discuss racism with, that would seem like it should be part of the work is being able to cultivate uh, environments where black people, victims of racism, can discuss racism, white supremacy, because so many people around the world say that that is a problem. So 
that is something that I have been mindful of for quite some time and trying to find environments, not just where racism is said, but racism, white supremacy is being discussed in a logical, accurate manner towards solving the problem. Very important. I hope uh, we have been able to provide that not on the context of white supremacy in total over the last decade uh, on the compensatory call in specifically and at the retreat here these last three days. I hope that that has been a part of the work we have been doing. Uh, number again, 641-715-3640, the code 564-943-POUND. Press star 61 if you have commentary. Uh, other folks have thoughts, questions, suggestions. They want to make sure they submit last 20 minutes or so before we get ready to go do yoga. Us doing yoga on the um, East Coast, um, different climate, different temperature. Do you feel a difference in your body um, doing it um, in the, the uh, even though I know it has been snowing um, in Seattle, but it's just a different atmosphere altogether. Is there any differences you notice with your breathing even? Uh, well, I've been teaching here, so it's different when you are instructing as opposed to just practicing. Uh, some teachers, they practice the entire class. I do not do that. Um, so yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really practicing. I demonstrate a posture here or there, but for the most part, I'm just kind of watching you instruct, you cue, you assist. Uh, since I'm not instructing whites and there are no whites in class, uh, I am I have gleefully done the assists during class. Uh, that is one thing because I talked about the assists uh, during teacher training so much and, you know, Bill Cosby on my mind so much and uh, not wanting to do all that touching in class. The man not uh, having a class full of black people. Uh, it has been I've had just a totally different uh, perspective on doing the adjustments and just trying to be compassionate and helpful because sometimes it's just alignment for safety type things, but just totally different thought process. I think that more than anything, not uh, the weather per se or being on a different coast or the time zone change, but just doing yoga without white people, totally different experience. Uh, to take, I've taken at this point, I mean, close to a thousand yoga classes and almost always I'm the only black person in the class. I think probably 99.9% .9 of the time, the only black male uh, in the class. So it's a totally different experience. And as you heard earlier, we have uh, about equal balance here, males and females. So to be in a class with about an equal number of black males and females totally different experience uh, in totally different uh, vibration if that resonates with folks listening um, yeah I do not generally own or I do not own at all in yoga classes for people who know what that is and I have been doing that happily over the past few days totally different experience not having whites present not necessarily being on a different coast Any other comments, questions, folks wanted to make sure they get in.
Uh, the person. Very last thing. Very, very last thing. I went to bam.biz and I put in um, hope. This is where you find um, black owned products and um, black owned businesses in your neighborhood or in, in the um, area that uh, white allow you residing. So um, it, I couldn't find any hotels in Florida or in New York. I already knew that um, Inca, it's a shame that you live in an area with the most black people and they own nothing, you know. But, um, you know, I'm sure in, in Florida um, you can find something. Now, Gus, uh, what about a reservation? It would depend. Um, yeah, it would depend on who on the property uh and i mean ultimately it would be would folks be willing to go to a so-called reservation would that be a place where folks would be willing to have a retreat at some of that was discussed as well i didn't think of reservation but some of that was discussed over the weekend as well uh, alternatives uh, and how people would feel about that if it was at a non-black non-white uh, owned establishment and uh yeah, didn't seem as positive uh the person uh 4362 did you have commentary Yes, I did. Can I be heard? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'd like to say good evening to everyone. Um, I'm yeah very glad that the uh, that the yoga retreat is going well. Um, I'd just like to thank uh, you, Gus, and I didn't get the opportunity to uh, to thank Dr. Uh, Ruby Lathan, um, but uh, yeah, I was recently you guys uh, where you you inspire me to to go plant-based um, and I've been doing that for the last two weeks. I was uh, at some point, several years back, I was a vegan for about a year, but uh, I was still consuming a lot of, a lot of junk food. So, uh, so uh, I, I just definitely want to thank uh, you and yeah, Dr. Uh, Lathan as well. Um, <clears throat> With the Jesse Smollett or Smollett um, incident, um, I, I just have a suspicion, which I'm sure you know many others may have it too, that um, some uh, white person that you know isn't in the news or uh, that isn't visible to all of us has something may have you know encouraged him or maybe may have a uh, orchestrated everything themselves or maybe uh really influenced him to do this and um and then i guess maybe they deceived him or they they were being deceptive to him and and wound up getting him in trouble for whatever reason and i'm not saying that uh Jesse Smollett was is not capable of uh doing that all himself yeah, I'm sure he is, he could be. It's possible, but I just have a a suspicion that some white person, some producer, some type of agent, somebody is in the back. Um, someone is who's that we don't know of is influencing him and had something to do with that whole uh, situation. And um, 
And uh, that's all I have for right now. Uh, thanks for letting me share. Much obliged. I think that is super important to be mindful of a uh, system of racism, white supremacy, usual suspects. Uh, and I mean, there's so much about this situation that is peculiar uh, on. Yeah. Would not surprise me at all. Uh, I think that's just something that's always important to be mindful of. System of racism, white supremacy, the people who are most to blame are always classified as white. Uh, other folks have uh, other comments, questions they want to get in. Uh, we have about 10 minutes left in the broadcast. Do not wait till the last minute. If you have any other comments, questions you would like to share before we conclude. This is the very, 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 very last time. I promise you this time. Um, the city with the most murders, the most unsolved murders in the black areas, that they could find these dudes in Nigeria in a couple of days. I mean, when they want to do something, they can get it done. I mean, that that was, to me, uh, what stood out to me most from this case. Forget about what he did, and, and of course, that's the importance of it, but uh, I don't want to hear anything about unsolved murders in Chicago. I don't want to hear anything about uh, video footage of Kwame Bangs. And I heard that the cop that um, went to jail for Van Dyke um, got beat up in a prison in Connecticut, which I thought was um, counter-racism. should be happening. You're in an all-black environment. You killed the black person. It should be um, beating you up. Uh, but either way... Um, I just feel like I don't want to hear anything about that in any major city. If they can find these dudes in a matter of days um, and they can't solve or over 60% of the murders in Chicago, then that's, that's not, not excusable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. That said, um, I, after reviewing some of the um, details of the case, uh, especially reviewing um, the account of the situation by um, Chicago Police Department. Uh, this particular crime, however, was, was committed very sloppily, and it was very, very easy for them to uh, track down every single move uh, that the perpetrator, the alleged perpetrators made in this instance. So, I, you know, it, it isn't really a credit to the Chicago Police Department. I, the 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 sloppiness of this crime uh, should be is 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 pretty remarkable. It's pretty remarkable, uh, especially the fact that um, uh, a check was allegedly written for out for this uh, crime to have taken place. So, I, I mean, I don't know how many crimes other than check fraud that you would write out a check to in the process of committing uh it's uh it's pretty baffling to me that uh um that it that this whole situation was allowed to go this far i would think that the people participating in it would would think that um police involvement would uh would jeopardize them greatly so i suspect that uh that these people were um, instructed to uh, go along a path uh, 
that could draw them to this conclusion, not necessarily directly this conclusion, but um, could draw them to this course of action. And I think that there are, that this case is uh, a lot more, um, a lot more sensitive and a lot more serious than uh, it seems initially. I'll go ahead and move my line. Much obliged, Mr. Steele. The cows, uh, I guess the two comments that I would make about that, one, I had a listener, she's not even in the United States, be in Toronto. She emailed me this very week, uh, the article that was mentioned before, uh, admonishing black males for not being more vocal about uh, this case when it was thought that this was legit. And now that they're investigating uh, Mr. Smollett for, you know, perhaps uh, fabricating all of this. Uh, and she said, wow, again, black males, black misandry. We talked about that at the retreat, Dr. Tommy Curry, uh, black, that no good black male, once again, uh, being targeted. Um, she was talking about that and she said that he should be taken to task uh, to come out and write a response article uh, like, whoa, whoops, sorry. I, I came out and, and made all these uh, accusations against a black male. And it turns out that this report is totally false. Like, sorry about that. Didn't mean to uh, further uh, target black males, but I'm not sure we will get uh, that retraction. Uh, that was one. Two, I also wanted to make sure uh, Henry in Chicago, I was applauding. Uh, I was listening, uh, hearing about your, I guess, uh, return to making an effort to be plant-based. Uh, that is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I'm so happy to hear that. It's so important uh, what we are eating, uh, just in terms of your health, your ability to think. I said we've been talking. We've been talking about that a lot uh, over the weekend, and just the difference you feel uh, when you are putting uh, healthful items in your body, as opposed to just eating trash and poison, uh, and how you feel, how you think uh, when you are not taking care of yourself. So I am elated to hear that. Uh, I echo what was said uh, here at the retreat. View that as protest view that as counter racism that's been the whole spirit of the retreat uh this is in accordance with solving the problem i know uh pam she we pam and i literally talked about that uh black people being plant-based and eating better taking better care of ourselves uh dr welsing talked about that not compensating with all the just horrible food uh because uh we're being terrorized uh and to try to be as healthy as we can in order to solve the problem uh, so I'm elated to hear that. Let us know. In fact, uh, one of our participants here at the retreat, uh, we took some time uh, to look at the delicious meals being prepared uh, and got tips on how you can make some of these uh, healthful veggie recipes. Uh, and he said that he was going to cook up one of the recipes, make a video, in fact, not being a spectator, make a video I could post it on my blog. Uh, and in fact, anybody at the retreat, if you uh, make any of the dishes that we tried at the retreat, any of the recipes, if you try them, make a video. If you take any pictures of the finished product, I will put it on my blog. Uh, encourage other black people to try to eat more vegetables, take better care of themselves. Not being a spectator, uh, view this as essential counter racism, eating correctly taking better care of ourselves. Uh, Can I be heard? Yes, ma'am. Um, yeah, um, I'm also, I've been uh, 
vegan for almost three years now, and um, it does make you feel, uh, you know, a whole lot better. I feel a whole lot better. Um, my health, health-wise, and it is, like, I like that whole um, uh, perspective about um, by me taking care of myself because, like, you know, white supremacy, they can kill us with the food. This stuff that's not food. So by um, taking care of ourselves, that's one way that we can um, actually um, counter racism um, uh, by um, eating healthily. Um, and also, I was uh, saw something about Jesse um, Smollett and Charles Barkley was saying something about how he has, um, damp- uh, his um, life has um, hurt the black um, LGBT cause. Um, that's just out on uh, on the uh, websites now on Bing, so they've been talking about that. And like Thomas said, like if they, it does sound like um, something is strange going on because they were able to find these um, uh, brothers from well, these black guys from Nigeria that was supposedly um, that he was supposed to had um, accused of doing this to him. But yeah, still like you know, like um, Thomas said, you can't. Um, they can't even find the um, killers of um, Biggie and um, Tupac, you know, but they can find these guys, you know, so, and all these other murders and things like that that have um, been occurring with black folks, but they can't find out. So it just seems like, like you said, it's like the usual suspects. Somebody else is behind it. Somebody else put him up to it. And now that they used him, now, you know, he's being used. It's even now, it's like, it's not only black misandria now it's even with the LGBT uh, movement. They have, they're, they're basically ousting him also. So he has no support on any ends. And if I'm not mistaken, I think, um, the Fox, I think it was while I was reading something about Fox, um, the show that he plays on or whatever. I think they're kind of trying to, you know, um, distance themselves from him also. And that's all I wanted to uh, share. System of racism white supremacy uh he is still a victim uh in my opinion uh we are i guess getting ready to go do yoga wow i can only say again this is the first time the cows has ever aired live on the east coast wow if i lived on the east coast the compensatory call-in would not broadcast at 9 p.m eastern Woo! Uh, with that, uh, we will get ready to go and have fun with some yoga, hopefully very restorative, so we can get ready to rest up and be ready for the broadcast. Uh, we should be back to the normal broadcast schedule this coming week. Uh, that means the book club on Thursday, Workplace Racism uh, on Friday. You can check Black Talk Radio Network, uh, the Facebook page uh, for comments, questions, or guest suggestions, and then future broadcasts for the coming week. Uh, again, you can drop an email until justice at gmail.com if you have questions, thoughts, guest suggestions. With that, wow, it has been spectacular uh being at the retreat for the past three days uh hopefully we'll see if we're able to do one again uh we'll pick out a location and all that good stuff uh somewhere down the road if folks think it would be worthy of their time and energy uh thank you to all the folks uh who came out to the retreat participated in the conversation tonight uh it has been amazing the past few days uh, and we still have uh, yoga this evening And tomorrow, uh, for folks listening in, much obliged for sharing a bit of your Saturday evening. I hope listening in has been worthy of your time and energy as well. Uh, With that, sobriety would be best 
under conditions of white supremacy that has been said so many times over the past three days. Uh, racists have done a lot by poisoning us, taking advantage of us mm-hmm. not being able to think at our best. Dr. Welsing definitely would co-sign on that one. In addition to being sober, let's be buckled up each and every time we are in a vehicle, passenger or driver. Let's do all that we can to minimize contact with race soldiers, badge or no. That's it. Creator, we ask that you help us remain patient with other black people, victims of white supremacy. We ask that you help us remain patient with ourselves. Remind us to demonstrate the highest levels of black self-respect at all times, in all places, each and every time we are in contact with another black person it has been time replace white supremacy with justice immediately cow signing out thanks all for tuning in nigga you so brainwashed i'm a victim brother you're a victim i'm a victim of 400 years of conditioning shut up the man has programmed my conditioning Mm -hmm. even my conditioning has been conditioned Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.